Mega Dads Live is a mature-rated podcast. It's for the Mega Dads, the Mega Moms, but not the Mega Kids. So put on those earmuffs and let's go! Welcome, everyone, and Happy New Year. This is Mega Dads Live, your monthly visit to the place where gamer life meets real life podcasting since 2014. We are the ultimate podcast to help you balance your love of games with the joy of life in the real world. My name is Adam Leonard, and I am your host, coming from you, coming to you, coming for you, coming on you. <laughs> yes! yes! From the 33rd floor. Of Megadad headquarters. Year. Happy New Year! <laughs> Get this party oh my started. God, ski on the ski. Oh, man. Mabel's going to have to mop again this month. Speaking oh of Mabel. God. This is the worst intro. Ever. Mabel. <laughs> Mabel is my lovely assistant. Man in the switchboard. Mopping the gooey stuff. Mabel, how was your New Year's? Yeah. Oh. Oh my God. That's that's that sounds borderline illegal. What are you gonna do with all that extra blood? Huh? Can, yeah. Can you can you sell that legally? Oh my God. That's disgusting that's horrifying um well mabel i'm glad that you're here uh, i'm glad that you are the same as always despite the new year never change never change mabel joining me in addition to mabel are my mega dad's brothers first on the panel is the reigning regional champion of the underground full contact pickleball league chris Berto. chris how are you doing today I'm I'm doing I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing wonderful. It is I'm so happy to be back. I'm so happy I made it to 2023. There was a stretch of time there where I, I wasn't sure that was going to happen. Just in general, I don't live a healthy life. Uh, I thought for sure I was either going to die of natural causes or be murdered uh, in in my sleep. Well, that by, full contact know, pickleball that's dangerous. Here's the thing about uh, making up intros for one another. I don't know what the fuck pickleball is. <laughs> <laughs> you've never you've never seen a pickle you've it's never seen it, a pickle before i mean i play with my pickle and balls i'm not but i don't think it's the same oh, thing for oh a, my god it's a, it's a i got and like a gherkin that, and i don't know if that's you want yeah, to talk about a, full contact pickle and balls oh, oh man it's all the contact and again it's fell fits in one hand it's a it's a baby gherkin so uh, no, listen, I'm doing, I'm doing good. Uh, it's Saturday morning as we're recording this. Uh, I'm in a good mood. I've, I've got my coffee. I didn't drink it out of my, uh, uh, tits now mug. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I don't think it's made for hot, hot drinks, hot beverages, but I will pour milk in that later. So, uh, you know, for those, you. for those who thank don't you. know, thank I was you. your secret Santa and yes. I got you, I got you oh, a man. wine glass that says tits the season. It's the season. Uh, funny story. And, uh, I found that while we were shopping at the Mall of America, uh, I took my my wife and kids to Mall of America, and we went into this. They had like this Minnesota shop. I don't know if they have these in your states where it's like a shop all Minnesota about Minnesota shops. No, we do not have any Minnesota shops. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Uh, you know, I can't imagine what would be in a Florida shop. 
probably don't want to know. Drugs, <laughs> uh, meth, <laughs> meth and fake teeth. Pickleball uh, <laughs> But anyway, so I, my wife and kids Tr- are there, uh, and I posters. I see, ew, I see this. I see this wine glass, and I'm like, that is perfect for the Secret Santa. Um, and I didn't know who I was going to get yet. We hadn't drawn yet or anything. But I was like, I can't buy this in front of my kids because they're going to want to see it. So went home and I and I Googled tits the season, which that's very, <laughs> very dangerous, by the way. And I was able to actually find this fucking wine glass online and have it shipped directly to you, which which ended up being fantastic. I'm glad you enjoy it. Your tits I do, and I use glass. it. I swear to God, I use it. But I, I, I'm not a drinker, so I swear to God, mm-hmm. I put I water, milk, whatever, because I'm just like I don't. <laughs> it's good. Well, well, let's get to our third chair. He is the man who is known far and wide as Chicago's most famous author of Helen Mirren erotic fan fiction, Tony Pepperoni. Tony, I am so excited. You know who Helen artist. Mirren is, right? No, I don't. for I don't Jesus know. Christ, you guys! Well, I know Helen Mirren. You should see. You should have swapped those. I should have swapped. I should have swapped. Is she? Is she the old lady? She's the old she's lady. She's an old lady. In the, the old movie. British lady. lady. Yep. Is she an actress? Yes, she is. She is an actress. Oh, and she was in like Red with. Yes, she was Bruce in Red. Willis. Yes. Okay, I know exactly who you're talking about now. All right. So she's. Boy, God, Adam, your teeth. <laughs> I know why you hired Mabel now. This is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, just calm. No, no, no. Just calm down. Go ahead, Antonio. Not everyone can write exotic fan fiction. It's a skill that must be honed over time. I'm super pissed that I'm third chair. I got demoted from second chair. When did well, that wait, Again, fuck here's, you. Here's, here's the thing is like you are like the little brother and oh. you're the guy that always gets the name with the that rhymes with the food i gotta do that that's like your thing is the name oh, that I rhymes with the food and i think that just naturally flows best as you know you save the best for last got it hey fuck th- you why don't i just get a backhanded compliment <laughs> jesus christ i can't make anybody happy <laughs> i uh <laughs> i'm very excited to be here you know the for some reason as soon as i uh woke up after falling asleep at like 8.30 for New Year's, I was like, Jesus. this is a fresh start. This is a brand new year. Everything felt different, felt fresh. You smell that? <laughs> smell 2023, Adam. Mm-hmm. It's fresh out the bag. Oh my God, God, I'm so ready. Gaming, life. Oh my mm-hmm. God, let's go. Skeet, skeet. Let's let's do a, let's do a round the table since you bring it up. You, br- you fell asleep at 8.30, correct? You said? Yes, definitely. On Passed, New Year's Eve. Passed out. I ended up, uh, my kids were super excited to stay up till midnight. They actually did last year, both of them. Uh, the kids fell asleep at 7.30. The wife fell asleep on the couch next to me at 8.30. I ended up uh, staying up and playing Mario Kart online with Joe after work on his stream, Ooh. which is really fun. Nice. Uh, but I fell asleep at 10.30. <laughs> Birdo, how, how long did you make it? You old fart? I was, no, I was awake at midnight. Really? You saw you I, saw the uh, pickleball no, no, drop. No, huh? no, 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 no. I was awake at midnight. I was in bed at eleven thirty. I mm. still have mild bits of PTSD. Me and fireworks, not friends. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. eleven thirty, I went. I'm like, okay, it's eleven thirty. I'm gonna go to bed now, uh, and cover my head with a pillow. Uh, but I was I was awake. I was up at midnight, um, but I passed out 
very, very quickly thereafter and just, yeah, I made it. I did make it to, to midnight, but I didn't do anything. I was home. God, I was home alone playing fucking, playing video games until like 1130. Time to go to bed. I'm not doing this shit. <laughs> and that was it. Nobody, I mean, the older you get, when you get to be our age, like not going out is the new going out. Like mm -hmm. the idea of going and and like being amongst people at a party for that kind of thing mm. is like the most obnoxious sounding thing ever. I would I would much rather sober as a judge in my pajamas, relaxing, playing a video game until I was ready to go to bed. I stayed and going to bed at midnight is what I do most days anyway. So just like, all right, it's just you know, just another day, just another, another day. day. I haven't right. made it in four or five years. <laughs> I'm like that was it. As soon as yeah. I as soon as I stopped, I was like never going back. I'm like that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is. All right, well, we start every episode of Mega Dads Live with our super positives. We're all in a great mood, so I think we should all be able to kick this off. And it sounds a little bit like this. Mega Dads being super positive, celebrating the things that bring us joy, bring us happiness, bring us energy each and every month. The Mega Dad Super Positive. Let's start with Antonio because he doesn't like to be third. Yeah. Antonio, what is uh, your super positive? I don't know what it is, but like my daughter is at peak cuteness like every few weeks. Something new is going on that's just literally bringing us constant joy. And this week, she's learned how to be sassy it's oh, it's it's insane and i'm so proud of her like we always say we love you you know like from the other room or whatever just we love you and this week she said we said i love you she's like i know <laughs> and, and then later in the day later in the day you know we're like hey you have to take a bath you have to take a bath she's like no, I don't have to, but you know, like talking back. And I was like, this is excellent. And then she goes, no, no, no. And she happened to be between me and her was her bedroom door. And she slams that. <gasps> Boom. And I said, it's too early for that. Oh, you're too, shit. you're two years old. And now she's learning to like, like just kind of roll her eyes and stuff like that and i'm like this is incredible it's really cute you know what i mean like every time i'm like how do you reach peak cuteness every few weeks something changes and it's, it's just a joy to see and yeah it, it's it's great it's it's insane how much they shoot up and like reach milestones so she's shooting up already she's shooting up already adam she's graduated she says she is so cute watching Daddy, my daughter tie me off <laughs> track marks track marks in a two-year-old are the cutest oh my god they don't get any better okay, especially when look. they start going between the toes teddy oh my god i love it <laughs> teddy bear grams are the gateway drug Teddy bear grams are the gateway drug. So yeah, super positive all day long about this. Listen, sassiness is super cute. She's at that age. I, I remember when both my daughters were, were at that age where they learned to be, they want to be self-sufficient. They want to tell mommy and daddy, let me push boundaries and try the word no. And you know, be, be sassy and it's cute until it doesn't fucking stop ever. And I say it's so, cute until it's not. <clears throat> yep. So yes. mine are now, uh, mine are now five and about to be seven. And um, it's not cute anymore. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's one of those. As with all things that are like 
naughty funny, like kids and swearing and shit like that. Yes. You yeah. you laugh at it because it's fucking hilarious. But then like at a point you realize, oh, I laughed way too long because yeah, and now, and now, now Johnny's telling mom thing. fuck you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just be careful. We're just telling you. Just be careful. I'm riding the wave, Adam. Ride that wave. Ride that hey, wave. Just Are- like your daughter, shooting up and riding waves. <laughs> just ride that high of life until, you know, uh, what's next? Until you end up in Florida. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Birdo, what's your super positive? Speaking of Florida, uh, my super positive. Well, also, also my kids. Um, I had, uh, so I took a week off of work. First of all, that's my super positive. Vacation away from work. Oh, God, we should all do this way more often. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got my daughters uh, on the 23rd and kept them through um, Friday to Friday. So 23rd through whatever the Friday was before New Year's Eve. Um, so I had them for a week, um, drove halfway to uh, between Jacksonville and where they are now in Mississippi, picked them up, um, met the ex, did a swap, and then did the same thing a week later. And uh, just had them for the week, had them for Christmas. Um, their birthdays are within three weeks of each other. So my youngest birthday was the Thursday before I got her. My oldest is on Tuesday, her birthday. So we had a, I had them for Christmas. And then on, on the Thursday before I dropped them off, I did like a little joint uh, birthday party. And they're both, they're super close in age, right? Five and about to be seven. Um, they are absolute best friends. Um, and you know, watching them, unfortunately, grow up on like FaceTime and, and whatever, and being able to have them with me together and at that time of year christmas which is my favorite time of year and their birthdays and whatnot uh oh my god they're just they're they're amazing they're like tony said with his his daughter shooting up mine my youngest at at five is uh really trying to go into that independence thing like she she was sitting there in the room playing you know by herself her her sister's playing with um the the boys that are that are are still here um and it's just i Watching them grow up at, at that age and still be super, super close, but also be totally different. There was a, uh, there was a, a, a phase where they had to do everything, everything together. And watching them now be super independent. My oldest daughter is getting into art and she's nice. starting to draw and whatnot. And she wants to be, she's telling me she wants to be a, des, a designer and hmm. uh, she's, she's doing all this stuff. And my youngest is still at that age where she wants to play with baby dolls and and, and and everything. And watching them just kind of grow into their own separate personalities, um, it's just it's 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 wonderful. Uh, I was I was I was sad as all can be when I had to drop them off. I have learned so this is now this is now the beginning of year two of me not living with them. And I've had a few times where I've had them and had to drop them off. You know, birthdays uh, in the summertime I had them, Father's Day, all that kind of stuff. And I've gotten better about keeping my shit together because I am a soft man, right? <laughs> Elliot, makes fun, Elliot, Elliot makes fun of Adam for crying all the time at vi- fucking video games, which is, yeah. which is, and I, and yeah. I, I, I laugh at him for that. I really shouldn't because I am a soft fucker. Um, so I go to, I go to drop them off and I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not going to cry like a little bitch. Cause that's not going to do that. I'll see you when I see you in, you know, another month or whatever. <laughs> Peace. My youngest just starts welling and bawling no. up. Dad, I want to, I want to stay with you. And then she hits me a few times. I wish you and mommy didn't broke up. And I'm like, Oh fuck! <gasps> oh no. my god! You gotta, man. I wish you and mommy didn't broke up. I, I wish you still loved mommy. I'm like, Oh baby, I do love your mom. I love your mom very much. We just can't live together. Or we'll die. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so, but I'm, I'm doing good, and she hits me with this, and she goes, "I wish you, I wish you could come back with us and live with us again." I'm like, "Strong, strong." She starts crying. My, my oldest daughter starts crying. I'm like, "Mm-mm, mm-mm." I get them all packed up. I say my goodbyes. You know, I, you know, Happy New Year to the to the ex, or whatever. And because we're, we're on a, we have a much better relationship now than we did a, a year and some change ago. <clears throat> They go, I sit in my car, waterworks. Mm. Oh my God. I don't, I don't think I moved for like 10 minutes. Just fucking bawling my eyes out. So uh, it's still super positive because I got to spend time with them. But oh man, this is, uh, I'm, I'm making plans to go see them next month. So I'm happy about that. Uh, they've moved closer. So I don't know. I'm just kind of ranting at this point now. Uh, it's a positive. beautiful Kids, thing. You're spending able to time with them. Christmas. I didn't get it for New Year's. That's fine. I was just by myself playing video games on New Year's, anyways. So, uh, yeah, watching them, watching them grow up, and you know, unlike Tony's kids, my kids aren't shooting up heroin. So I guess I missed that. They must have gone past that phase. So good, good job, bro. Keeping them off the needle is like the number one thing. You know what I mean? Well, off the pole, preferably. But yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's great that you were able to see them, and a lot of parents have that situation. You know, you don't get to. It doesn't matter who you are. You don't get to spend enough time with your kids and it's a beautiful thing when you do and I mean just to know they care about you so much that they want to spend time with you like during lockdown I was with my wife like some would say way too often you know because we're just like together and it's just like absence makes the heart grow fonder a lot of times and you're right up next to them all the time so at well, least your daughter's too right so like COVID made your baby yeah. Right. Exactly. Like you, you, yeah. you have a COVID baby. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 really good. <laughs> what about you, Adam? What's your uh, give us a super positive, sir? Your your super positive was a fucking journey. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I apologize. Deep dark. I'm gonna change my super positive uh, because listening to you really hit me in the heart. And my super positive is going oh. back to work. Uh, because I also was on vacation and I spent a lot of time with my kids. Um, <laughs> and that was enough. <laughs> uh, proving my point, Adam, proving my point. You I'm, I'm, ju- I'm just going to say, love my kids. Love my f- best, best part of my day is coming home and seeing my kids. But, uh, also I kinda, I kinda like my alone time, which is pretty much just at work. So it, as depressing as that sounds, I at the day I went back after New Year or after Christmas break or whatever, sitting at my desk, and I'm just like, God, I don't want to be here. But also, it's so fucking quiet, and like <laughs> nobody's arguing here, and I can listen yeah. to music, and I can mm-hmm. just like do what I need to do. And uh, there is something to be said about not just hating, you know, like finding appreciation in things that aren't necessarily what you want to be doing. Uh, I think I think is key to a happy life. Ha- having that balance, being happy at oh, home, 100%. being being content, not necessarily happy, but being content at work, and just owning all aspects of your life and not letting any one of them get too much footing uh, in your in your mental state. And I think I'm there right now, where I can I can have my happy happy home time, and then I can go to work and own my shit. And it's just I appreciate it. I appreciate. The, uh, the the stableness of, of everything that I have going you know, on right super now. Super positive based off that too. Like it, same thing when you're dead. It's like, it's so quiet. <laughs> no, no one's <laughs> fighting here. Yeah. And I'm looking hear, forward to it. 
I can hear oh. the I can hear the soft music. Like that's it. That's how it goes. I look I look forward to both your deaths as well. <laughs> well, well. With that said, uh, let's let's move on to our Mega Dad's Dictionary game. Now, this is a, 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 a what do they call it? A tried and true tradition that we have here on Mega Dad's Live, where every month I bring a internet lingo term or a word or a phrase. I bring it to you guys. It's something that I've never heard before. It's something that the young kids say. And then I force you motherfuckers to use it throughout the course of conversation in the episode. And if you do it correctly, you hear this sound right here, which means you get a point. And Birdo, if you remember uh, last month, you said you wanted to be the guy who was put on the spot to come up with a usage for these dictionary points. So I'm throwing it to you. What happens when we get enough of these points. Uh, so it's very, very simple. L- last month was kind of convoluted and it was stacking coupons and it was, it was a little, it was a little too much. So you tried too hard. I, re- I tried too hard. I reached out to some of our sponsors and, and, and some, some local vendors um, that I know. And uh, they all told me to shut the fuck up. Um, they didn't want to have <laughs> anything. They didn't want to have anything, anything to do with this. So <clears throat> for the three of us, um, every, every 10 points um, we get, um, the other two members are going to send one fully unsolicited, unsolicited uh, dick pic to uh, to the other members. All so, right. wait, um, how many points? Earn them, earn them every ten. Uh, earn them sparingly, or your inbox will be flooded. So, <laughs> every... I mean, maybe if you if you get enough points, maybe like each picture will just be a little bit more of the shaft. Every ten points, you get an inch <laughs> <laughs> to a maximum of three. I was gonna say Antonio's gonna run out real quick. <laughs> That's all I got. Why? Why do I see the tip in the first picture, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> it's cold, man. It's January. Jeez, this cold. month's dictionary term is. Menti B. Yay! Now this could quite possibly be the douchiest dictionary term I have ever come across menti uh, 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 slash B uh, and it is a shortened term for mental breakdown so oh, I just had a menti B I saw this one doing my research and I said to myself this has got to be the most obnoxious douchiest term I've ever used for this segment um, so good luck, gentlemen, with your minty bee. I thought you said minty bee, and I thought it was like a, a booth that smells really good. So it, 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 it kind of calls to mind Mentos, doesn't it? The fresh maker. The fresh maker. Minty bee. Okay, Menti great. Minty bee. Birdo, you all right? He's having yeah, a minty bee. I'm having he, a he looks like he right wants now. to throw up right now. <laughs> He's trying to process. He's like, eh. Menti B. Menti you can B. do it, guys. Okay. I believe in you. Now, normally okay. this is the this is the part of the episode where we throw it to the video games that we've been playing. Uh, but first, since this is our New Year's episode, we're going to do something we've never done on this podcast before, and we are going to do 2023 predictions. It's something we, we usually just save our predictions for our E3 episode, our, our summer game bang episode. Uh, but I want to do it at the beginning of the year, 
And then we will revisit this next year to see how we did. And we're going to do one normal ass video game prediction. Something you think is going to happen in the year 2023. And then we got our batshit crazy prediction. All right. So one normal, one batshit. You guys prepared? You had homework for this episode. Are we prepared? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to start with Birdo. Birdo, I want to hear your first, your normal prediction. We're going to go around with our normals. Uh, see, I didn't know what the format was going to be. So I'm prepared, but All I'm right. going to break your format immediately, right off the bat. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, because my, no, my normal and my batshit one are interrelated. Nice. Oh, okay. 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 <clears throat> I think the Microsoft deal is going to go through. I think the Microsoft. Well, one of mine. I think. I, I think the Microsoft. I think the Microsoft acquisition will go through. Um, I think that's totally going to happen. I think even with all the FTC stuff and all the different things, I think it. I think it will go through. I think it'll go through late, but I think it will go through this year. You think it'll drag out, huh? I think. Of course, I think because Sony's going to do everything they can to drag it out because they don't want it to happen. My batshit crazy is directly related. So let me just get right into it. So you guys can just go back and forth at at the end of this. Okay. I think one of two things. I think if it doesn't happen. If it doesn't happen, I think another company will still try to buy Activision. And I think it'll... <laughs> PlayStation. No, 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 no. I think if they don't, I think Tencent will. Activision wants to be bought. They clearly want to be bought. And I think if Microsoft doesn't, I think Tencent makes a move to do so. That's A. B, if Microsoft succeeds, I think Sony retaliates. And if Sony retaliates, I think they buy Square. Straight up, I think they buy Square Enix and possibly make a move on Capcom. Those are my two. I think the, I think the go deal goes through, and if it does, I think Sony retaliates and tries to buy a Capcom a Square. Square Enix is the most likely, in my opinion. I say there's been a, a lot Enix, of buzz about a, like why Cap, hasn't Square Capcom, moved? Yeah, <clears throat> maybe even an EA, although that's less likely. Um, but those, those are my, I I believe that the Activision deal will go through, and I think if it does, depending on how early it is in the year, I think if it does, I think we hear an announcement of a planned acquisition from Sony to Square Enix. Interesting. So I think, Interesting. That's what I think we'll see. I, you know, I, I, I wonder if, I mean, obviously there is no uh, even comeback for Activision. Like nothing would, nothing would no, measure up to it that. Wouldn't, it wouldn't even level the playing field mm -hmm. in the slightest. I think, I think Capcom would be a bigger deal because I think Square is already so cozy with mm -hmm. Sony. But yeah, it's interesting. Capcom is, Capcom is in the middle of our, uh, I would call a major renaissance and has yeah. been in the last several yeah. years. True. All the Resident Evil remakes and uh, Monster Hunter is Street Monster Fire. Hunter World. I think is still the biggest game they've ever released. Like by a margin it is the most popular game they've ever released street five six and all this stuff and they and they there's a there's a history of them doing an ex exclusivity deal right street Fighter uh, five was exclusive to playstation that's right it was so it's not yeah. yeah so it's not it's not unheard of or well, console exclusive was also on pc um so it's not unheard of but i that's that's my thought i think if if microsoft makes the deal and gets and gets activision sony retaliates with a a, a big acquisition of their own not on this not on the scale Right. But a still not not unsubstantial acquisition of their own, and I, I what think, do you think we'll about see, that, I Tony. They don't have the money uh, to do something super big, <clears throat> and they already have a de facto exclusivity by by Square. So like, it doesn't make sense to buy something you basically already have through probably other individual deals. 
the Capcom thing is interesting because, like, to them, they have big hits that are multi-plat. Like, Monster Hunter goes from console to, well, from Switch, console, PC now, and Monster Hunter is great. And then same thing with all the Resident Evil games. It's, like, going more mainstream. It's a renaissance of that franchise, and and it's multi-plat. So it's, it's just interesting would they do it. So I think this is why they fought so hard to begin with, right? Because it, it means so much like, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of games in that catalog, you know, from Activision Blizzard. So I and I agree with Bird. I think it's going to go through. I think once you get to like the legal basis of it, that there's no there's no justification. Yeah, um, it's just inevitable. Block it yet. So, it's oh. like Kevin McCarthy. It's just inevitable. It's going <laughs> to. Uh, uh, really times a charm. Yeah. As they say, as yeah. we all say, 15th, 15th time is all it takes. Time, yeah. Yeah, um, I will say, no matter what happens, I'm just really excited for this story to fucking die. I'm so oh my sick God. of hearing about it. Yeah. All right, Antonio, let's. Do you want to do both of yours? Since Berto did both of his, should we just? Oh, okay. Just yeah, knock them both out. I, I let's do it. Do that. Um, All right, let's so go. So here's the tame prediction, right? PlayStation VR two flops, massive failure. I'm sorry, Adam. I know this is gonna hurt. And not for the reason why you think, because it's not a bad VR product or anything like that. You think I'm it's the play- price? Yeah, let's you just think- say I'm, yeah. I'm a gamer, right? I have a PS5. That's their best bet. Let's get mass adoption from the people who own a PS5, which is required for PSVR 2, right? So I'm one of those. I'm an Adam. I'm ready. I'm chomping at the bit. I'm like, mm, right? The problem is the income the disposable income because let's say i hear about psvr2 great major hefty price tag i need about 500 bones to get this thing let me start saving money right but then you have these amazing playstation 5 games come out that are full price plus is what i like to call it now where it's like they're charging a premium and they're great so i don't pass on the great games that i want to play from the console i keep buying that and now my savings fund for PSVR 2 is going down. And that's going to be the linchpin that really hurts. Let me it, ask you a follow-up. Do you yeah. think Do you think there's a way for us to know this year if it's a flop? Yes. Yes, yeah? I do. Because the support, uh, and I've been just reading up on it a bit, the f- internal first-party support that's announced doesn't go beyond what we've heard so that's the rumor right it's like we got the horizon game we got some you know other things we got the licensing deals or to bring over heavy hitters you know that were on other vr platforms things that are quote unquote you know basically killer apps and we we have that so they're gonna have the moss they're gonna have other things but beyond that the rumor is is that playstation's gonna play it safe and not invest so much on the first party front for the software which wouldn't be a good move but it looks like that's what they're going if you didn't they acquire a vr studio last year have they announced anything i'm not sure um i think they're the ones who tried them last year though they wouldn't have had had time to announce anything it's that fire sprite studio studio. yeah was that the one that does the space game no that's different that's i'm uh, not sure anyway that's the prediction, huh. crystal okay. ball, and I believe that it is a safe bet. That's okay. What's that shit. Really? Here What's we go. It, okay. it, that's the Birdo, safe Do you want to weigh in on that yet? Uh, I don't. 
I don't think it'll be a, 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 a flop. I do agree with some of the points that he made uh, mm -hmm. as far as the... My reason for not buying in is is the price tag and for yep. the exact reasons that he that he mentioned. Um, as a standalone headset, yeah, it makes it, it's it's perfectly acceptable. Five hundred bucks for for a high quality, and it is based off the specs. It is a high quality system. Um, even even with the the wires and whatnot, it's a high quality system. Um, but you're eleven hundred dollars roughly after taxes. You're eleven hundred dollars all in. Oof, now, yeah. granted, now granted. I can't imagine anybody is buying a PS5 and a VR headset at once. So you're not dropping $1,100 at once, right? You've got your PS5. Uh, Adam, you and I, we both, PS5 is already here. We've already spent that 500 bucks. Now it's a year and some change later. You're not spending $1,000 all at once. You're spending 500 bucks, you know, a separate time. Yeah. You could you could afford to buy the PS5. In theory, you can afford to buy the PSVR too. So I I look at it from, from, from that lens. But it is still a steep price tag, mm -hmm. and yes, the games that they've announced are, are I'm, I'm interested in. Um, there are some that I have no desire to play. Right, Resident Evil just got got the you know free <laughs> DLC or whatever, full VR support for Resident Evil. What is it, eight or seven, whatever yep. one it is? <clears throat> seven, um, as Antonio likes to call it. Damn it! <laughs> but um, there, but as as Tony mentioned. Um, the, I think this thing will this thing will live and die on its first party support. Yes, you got to have third party support, but I think that's what did the I want to say killed the PSVR one because it, it didn't. But look at the PSVR one's internal first party support lineup. It's not a lot. A lot of it is not third lot, party yeah. support. Yep. Um, and I, and the same thing happened to the Vita, right? They 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 pushed the Vita, pushed the Vita for about a year and a half. You had a lot of first party exclusives. Um, you know, first party titles, and then that's it. It became a third party JRPG machine, which is great if you like JRPGs from from third parties and whatnot, from Square and from uh, whatever. But if you wanted a Sony, you got you got one like Uncharted game on the on the Vita. You got one. Um, you got one. Uh, what was their shooter that they did? Um, uh, Guerrilla Games. What was their shooter? Kill Not Horizon. Killzone. You got one Killzone game on the Vita. Uh, you had like little big plants, stuff like that. And then that was it. And then it that relied it, on yeah. third party support. And I think if if they don't fix that, I think you'll see the same thing happen to PSVR 2. Um, if they don't put their first party, and that's the thing is they've got this shiny new, the, the PS5, you don't want to put Naughty Dog making a VR game because you know it's going to be a small, you don't want to have them spend five years of their development time making a game for this niche audience when the console cycle itself is only going to be maybe seven or eight years, right? And they're, so you don't put a Naughty Dog on there. You don't put uh, Sony Santa Monica. You don't put, so then who do you put on yeah. the Vita? You gotta get these splinter teams off of these primary teams. But it, I don't know. Um, I want it to succeed, obviously, because I I think VR is uh, uh, amazing. I When I've used VR, I think it's, it's, it's transformative uh, naturally. Right, and the way we play games, and the stories that they can tell, and and how we can experience games. But if you, if there's not enough first party support, I don't think I don't think Tony's prediction is crazy. I don't think we can tell that in a year. I think I think that's a 2024 kind of roadmap where we can kind of plan out. Hey, look, 2023 came and went. This is what we got. This is what was announced. This is what we know about is coming in 2024 for PSVR2. And if that looks bleak. Uh, then I say the writing is on the wall. So I don't think he's wrong. I think 2023 may be too soon to make that prediction, but. All right. <laughs> That's my thoughts. Let's go to your bat shit. 
So, I, I we need to take a short walk, okay? Adam, oh. Nintendo's next, whatever it is, you know, console. Is it going to be another uh, muted, safe, underpowered thing? Or are they finally going to make a jump to at least, you know, high quality HD? Are you asking me? Yeah, man. Are you asking? Oh, it's yes. going to be so safe. It's going to be it's oh, going to be so weak. Birdo, the, <laughs> the next console, right? It's going to be safe. I disagree. I think it's finally time that the Nintendo next console is going to make the jump. They they waited, they waited, they waited. And God, gonna... I wish you were right. Now you're wait, having a wait, fucking wait, menti B wait, right now. Wait. Wait. <laughs> wait. So, when they do when they do jump, I love this prediction because eventually they will. They're gonna jump big, and they're gonna ha- pay for the best chip that they can reasonably do for something like a six ninety nine, a six hundred six ninety nine console, and they're gonna charge a premium for it when they do do it to be able to have a decent amount of hardware in there. And the you know future, how fucking hard I would be? The future Do you know of gaming, how hard I'm I would done, be? I'm not done. The future of gaming, period, is going to be the push for high frame rate. We're talking above 60 frames per second, maybe 120. And that's going to be... Maybe we'll get the mop. That's yeah, gonna... but at like 720p though, Nintendo doesn't give a fuck about visual about visual fidelity. They don't Let give go, a fuck. I love this oh, prediction. Okay. I, I'm going to live in this world right now. The, have, <laughs> you, have you heard of DLSS and FSS? Yes. Okay. Yes, of That course. is how they're going to do it. So the way you that think? it goes is the, if you buy a certain uh, GPU these days, right? They have a technology that uses AI to put more frames in what you're seeing, not necessarily relying on the raw power uh, to generate those frames, but an AI does it. So it causes a little bit degradation in quality, a little bit, but you can play a game right now, like on a PC in 1080p, you know, which requires less overall power. And you could say, you know what? I want this to appear to me like it's 1440p in, and you start seeing a scaling to it and higher frames. So this is a technology. This is a technology that's coming out with AMD and NVIDIA GPUs, right? So if that technology comes to a console, you can expect less raw power, but they're using basically new tech to get higher frames. And that will be the future. And Nintendo will be the first to jump because where they are, they're, you know, they're behind, you know, in the gen. When they do jump, they aren't going to go under, like, they're not going to come out with another console that does 1080. And I think and, they are, but Birdo's raising his hand. Birdo, what do you want to say? Jump in quick. I, I, I've got, I got a, a couple questions. Tony, uh, I want to clarify your prediction. You think they're going to use, I'm assuming a, a, a mobile, uh, like RTX. No, no. You think, you think, okay. So that's not going to be mobile. Impression. It's going to be a console. You, do you think yeah. they're going to get away? Not mobile. You think they're getting they're away from get the switchy? Mini That's R- my question. You Mini think you're going to get away? Mini ATX build. No, no. Like on. a GameCube. Wait, wait, wait. wait, let me ask my question. Hold on. Let me ask my question. Yes. Do you think they're going to get... I don't think there's a chance in hell. And this is what <laughs> makes... Of all the th- stupid shit you just said. And I love, by the way. And I, I hope love the guy's this. right. But of all the stupid shit you just said, 
this form factor, and for, for the people who can't see it because this is an audio podcast, the handheld hybrid format, I don't think there's a chance in hell they go back ever to a standardized home TV only console. I don't think that is the most batshit part of your prediction. But let's say they, if they do, that changes my question. But if they don't, let's say they stay with this, which is what I think they have to do the mobile hybrid kind of thing. Your prediction is that they'll use like the, the, the laptop version of like one of the RTX, yes. probably third gen. They're not going to use the 40 series. It's too new. They're not going to be able to no, pay that much. No, not. But maybe no. maybe third third generation RTX or RDNA 2 cores yep. to to get to get internal upscaling to 1440 maybe on a on a screen. Yes, correct. I don't hate that. I wish to God you were right. This I don't know what Adam's got up his sleeve. To answer but your this, question, this is the, the most batshit thing the I've, I've ever heard. Switch remains. The switch remains and it's the new game boy it's what you get your kid it's blah 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 oh, you know, it's, so this it's is like a whole goes. other so you think the next console the switch mm. 2 was canceled they decided not to do it they don't need it why would they no invest switch no switch pro why because they're already buying the switch but they will do release they just another do console. they just release the in this in this in this dystopian future of yours, where, 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 it's a console where the Nazis oh never my. existed, where the Nazis never existed, and Trump was never president. In this dystopian future of yours, oh you're my. saying that Nintendo only sells the Switch Lite. That's that remains. The Switch Lite is the new handheld um, Nintendo device yes. akin to the Game Boy and the DS. Yes. And they released the new whatever dedicated TV console with rtx or rdna upscaling technology for ai upscaling yeah what did the switch light tell you holy boy. what did the switch light why did they do the switch light they're like they don't plug it into their tv they give it to the kid and they play handheld and they're gonna they sell it's a lower cost skew which is what they like but mm -hmm. they still make money off of it and they can release shit i'm they release not so amazing games throughout the year that people just keep buying and that's what goes on. So they know that the hybrid aspect of it isn't actually that important. Because, you know, when, when you ask anybody about their Switch, they say one of two things. I always play it handheld. Or they say, I always play a dock. You hardly mm -hmm. ever hear people who say, I switch back and forth. That was this the reality. This is brilliant. It's that, not that brilliant. Is. It's batshit, which is what you asked. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I like kudos. it. Kudos I like to you, it. Tony. I don't yeah. think there's a fucking chance in hell this happens, no, but I love it. No, chance. Yeah. <laughs> Mark my words. All right. Okay. My safe prediction is pretty close. It's 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 uh, tangentially connected to yours. I say there is no new Nintendo hardware in 2023. I say I don't that think there's any new Nintendo games. <laughs> I think if they were gonna do something, it would be coming with Tears of the Kingdom. That's clearly not happening. All we're going to get is an OLED with that thing. I think that signals no new Nintendo hardware this year. I think that's a 2024 thing. That's 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 my safe. Um, my batshit is I think at E3, we are going to see Konami come with a Metal Gear reboot starring David Hayter. I think Konami has signaled, well, I know Konami has signaled that they are coming back with their franchises, not just Silent Hill. They are saying that there are more franchise reveals of longstanding properties. That could be Castlevania, uh, 
maybe Contra, but I think what people really want is Metal Gear. I think that's going to happen. I think Kojima has distanced himself enough from Konami at this point that uh, a new Metal Gear without Kojima is no longer as taboo as it would have been a couple of years ago. And David Hayter has been tweeting up a storm about Metal Gear and Solid Snake, and he still refers to himself as Solid Snake. I think the biggest, I think the biggest kick in the dick that uh, Metal Gear ever had was casting Kiefer Sutherland in the last fucking game. I think that was a travesty, and I think David Hayter and the fans would be all on board um, for him to come back. And I think Konami would do anything it takes to make a resurgence of Metal Gear have as little sour taste without Kojima as possible. I think you do that by bringing David Hayter back. I hate half of your prediction. Uh, David Hayter is a must. I don't think there's a chance in hell you get a success. I'm not saying it's not doable, but Metal Gear comes from uh, Kojima's fucking twisted ass mind, right? What makes those games, in my opinion, those games, what makes those stories what they are is Kojima's way of storytelling that that it's just it's very unique and it's in all of his games right the Metal Gear fucking Death Stranding uh it's just that is his that is his unique mind and I think that's what makes Metal Gear work I think you're more likely to get full-blown blue point-esque remasters or remakes of one two three possibly even four although four still looks pretty good uh by by modern standards uh, I think you're more than likely to get full-blown Bluepoint remakes, which I think is going to happen anyways. I think that's a safe bet, actually, that we will see a Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2 um, remake. Uh, maybe not even... I, I, I think we'll see those. Uh, I think but, we'll see an announcement about it this year, actually. But a but net I think... new or full-blown reboot, even with David Hayter as as Snake, ah. Oh. But here's what I think the I silent I, here's what I think the Silent Hill transmission taught us is that Konami is willing to go and work with other developers, outsource some of that creativity. Look at fucking Silent Hill from um, Bloober Team, Annapurna. Like they they are going think... to big name people to bring in the kind of talent to supplement the fact that those old creators aren't there anymore. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you think their relationship is so permanently and forever damaged? Would Konami contract uh, Kojima Studios? I don't think it would ever happen. No. You don't think? Do you think PlayStation think so. could play? Do you don't think PlayStation could, could be the middleman and make that relationship work? I think it's gone. I think it's dead. You, th- you think there's no chance? I was, one, know, of, think, I was one of the you worst think, you don't think that enough, in history. I agree. I agree. But you don't think a time and enough money could be thrown at kojima to they don't have Konami. money again i don't think they don't have and i don't think it would be about the money i think kojima is much more creatively satisfied right now just doing sure a new is. thing i'm sure he is I'm i don't sure think he he's is. the kind of person who could be bought you know mm-hmm. i don't think i don't think a check would do it for him he's such a yeah artur kind of guy he i don't is. think that's a, i don't think that would be but, it. and that's and that's why i think he is so vital to metal gear as a yeah. property i don't know what do metal you think gear konami, like without him do you think konami comes roaring back and they don't think first what is our biggest and most franchisable property it's metal gear of course oh, they're going to bring metal gear back that's, that's your which biggest is why, point which is yeah. why i think yeah. you're likely to get them to partner up with like a blue point or even yeah. sony directly uh to do full-blown remakes that would be a one, safe prediction one 
This is a it, it would be. correct. No, correct, <laughs> correct. And that's what I said. I think I think yeah. we'll absolutely see Blue Point remake one, two, and three. You um, could you could do it, but you have to continue. You, it has to be more. It has to be a reboot. You can't continue because look at what it has look to be what, a reboot. Metal Gear Survive was the 2018. Flop. And that was garbage. It, it, they, they used assets from mm -hmm. the game, tried to change the format to a survival builder. They leaned more into that because, you know, Metal Gear Solid 5 had some base building, but they they turned into like a zombie crafting game and, and, and it, it, it didn't do well. So I think if they do it, it has to be stealth action you know, open world again, I guess. But here's like, my here's my question. If they do full-blown or uh, reboot, why do you need David Hayter? Because he is Solid Snake, and it's a it's a gesture. It's an olive branch. It has to because be. Because people, no matter what happens, no matter what happens, when, and it's when, Konami brings Metal Gear back, everybody is going to be like, without Kojima? So I think this... This is, is like okay, but yeah. it's still kind of old Metal Gear, like you like and want. It would not be the time to do like a write-in, like surprise, like hey, guess what? It's a Metal Don't Gear. Don't bring Kiefer Sutherland back and do a reboot at the same <laughs> right, time. Right, right, right. Okay, it's Metal Gear starring Kiko the Tiger, like a yeah. different like main character. Like I that's think that's the way they kind of smooth the edges. Mm. I Interesting. Know. I think. I think Tony has a better shot of getting a desktop Nintendo console than you do of yep. a Kojima-less uh, Metal Gear, but that's that's me. But that's why we this is crazy. It's, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be an exciting 2023. That's the games that we think are coming in the future. But let's talk about some of the games that we've been playing right now. It's time to press start. Press start. Crisis Core Reunion is an action RPG developed and published by Square Enix, and it's available right now on the PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Crisis Core is the prequel. Hot take. Holy <laughs> shit. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hot take. Let what the me. Fuck just happened. I don't know. I. I fucking told you this was coming let me let me let me tell you guys something about crisis core reunion i can't fucking play it until <laughs> today because here's what happened crisis core remake came out and i downloaded it and i started playing it and i talked to the mega dad's discord that i was playing crisis core remake and then through conversation it got let out that i had not yet played final fantasy 7 the original i had only played remake and I got told, Birdo, you son of a bitch, you don't touch Crisis Core Reunion because you won't fucking understand that game until you play Final Fantasy VII. And I said, but guys, I don't have a PS1. I surely can't play Final Fantasy VII, the OG. I can only play the first part of, you know, I can only play Remake. And someone says, nope, it's seven bucks, uh, which is a nice, nice number. It's $7 for Final Fantasy VII on the PS5. Go ahead and play it. And you can play with all these wonderful assists. So we're going to skip Crisis Core Reunion, and we're going to go to what I was playing, which is Final Fantasy VII. What the fuck? At, Are you going to skip? The, this is my fucking what hot take. Do it again. Final Fantasy VII is an RPG developed by Squaresoft. That's right, Squaresoft. This is before Square Enix. Available on, according to Chris uh, Birdo's document here, it's available on fucking everything. 
Um, it is. You can, this you can is on the everything. PS1 classic. <laughs> yes. I've never, I've never had somebody leapfrog my my game. Wow. So it just we're happened. gonna we're gonna go. We have to. We're gonna jump in the time machine. We got to go right. back to go forward. Okay. I'm excited. So I like listen, this. He is right. No, we should have talked about this first. This, this is, you know what? You know what? This having is having a Menti D over this. I was having a Menti D. You're right. My listen, apologies. I am 37 years old. I've never played Final Fantasy VII. Not only have I not ever played Final Fantasy VII, I've never had Final Fantasy VII spoiled for me. Adam Whoa. was blown away by this. Adam was, was blown fucking, away by this. I was fucking When I floored. texted him, when I texted him a few a, a few story beats, and I'm not going to mention it now because I don't know who else has made it this far in life without being spoiled. But I texted him, this happens, so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. He goes, what the fuck? You didn't know that? And I'm like, mm, uh-uh. <laughs> so how nope. did it affect you? You were you were shocked <clears throat> to this day? It Well, to this day was like well, three uh, days ago. Right, but like it, it hits. He had no then. idea. It, so it still had hit. no idea. No, yes. Oh, absolutely. Hits. Okay. So wow, I played that's this game. interesting. Now, what I'll tell you is playing it in 2023 is both a blessing and a curse because one, I played it knowing I wanted to get through it, right? I wanted to experience the story because that's what I was told I needed to do. And I wanted to get through it so I could then jump in and enjoy Crisis Core Reunion, which Adam will talk about uh, soon when it's his fucking turn. Um, <laughs> so I, I play Final Fantasy VII and for those who don't know, playing it now on modern consoles, there's a, there's a couple of, um, I wouldn't call them enhancements, but... Um, quality of life changes or, or options. You can play the game at three times speed. You can play the game where you can basically skip all non-required battles and you can um, set it you so that your characters You can auto-trigger have, your limits and stuff. Yeah, yeah your, your limit breakers are, are limitless and uh, your health regens not instantly, but super, super quick. So you don't have to worry about healing or anything ever. And so I, I play with a mix of, of, of these. I would I would slow things down. I would speed things up. I would I never turn off the free limit breaker because I didn't. The battles are just the battles. But what I learned is if you skip too many battles, when you get to a required battle, yes, you have unlimited limit breaker, and yet, yes, your health goes back up right away. But if you get hit for all of your party's health, you still die. Yeah. So that happened a few times. So then I I would go and I would just uh, find an area and grind. And then I would turn on the three times speed and I would just sit there and grind for an hour and get three times the grinding done in the same amount of time because of the <laughs> speed thing. Grinding. Oh, it's great. So I, I played this game for the first time. It is first, <laughs> I was telling Adam before we started recording, Final Fantasy VII, PS1, super, super classic, adorable game. Man, this thing looks like fucking absolute dog shit. It is an ugly fucking game to go back and replay. Uh, it makes me really appreciate the remaster or remake way, way more. Oh my remake god. Remake is fucking gorgeous. Holy yeah. fuck. And I just downloaded the PS5 version, so I can't wait to replay that, which I'm going to do as well. Um, the problem with playing this game in 2023 without any kind of guides or rushing through it is I know I have missed a lot. I was in the Discord yesterday and I'm like, hey, I'm getting to the end, but I think I'm probably under power, but we'll see how it goes. And people were like, well, did you get this material? And did you get this limit break? And I'm like, I don't know what any of these things are. So I'm like, well, did you breed any chocobos? I'm like, I saw one chocobo the whole fucking time I played the game because I had to get it to cross the fucking desert. Um, and then I never saw a chocobo again, not once. I went to the gold saucer thing, fucking hated that whole experience. Oh, it's the best. Oh. 
It's one of the best the music, things. The music was great. I hated. I couldn't figure. Did you out go on the do... date? Did you go on the date on yes. the gondola? I, oh, thank I God. went on the date with. I went on the date with with Eris. Um, oh. There's an achievement for going on a date with Barrett, which I thought was fun, but I didn't get that achievement. Team Tifa, uh, or, by the way. Trophy. Team Tifa. Yeah, Tifa all the way forever. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I agree. But I went on the date with Eris because I thought, based on what I was learning at the, in the story at the time, I'm like, I need to try to bang Eris, and then I realized <laughs> this is a. It's, this is a PS1. It's important. This is a I PS, gotta bang Eris. <laughs> this is a this is a PS1 era JRPG, and it's not The Witcher, and I didn't get to bang anybody, which yeah. bothers no banging. me. No banging at all. Although I'm pretty sure not Barrett wanted screen. to fuck some. Not on yeah. screen. Barrett definitely wanted to hammer home a few people. Mm -hmm. Um, I did end up getting, I think, all of the optional party members. I got Yuffie, um, but I didn't do any of her side stuff. I got Vincent, didn't do any of his side stuff. I got Sid, who I don't think is optional. I think you have to have Sid. Yeah, have, um, have Sid, yeah. Uh, so I, I did all that stuff, um, but I learned after the fact, or while I was playing, I learned, oh man, there's like all these side quests and whatnot. So much, yeah. That the reason why, the, what I don't like about the game, what I absolutely don't like about this game, and it's the same thing I don't like about Zelda games, is there's all this extra stuff out there that if you don't know, or if you don't look in literally every nook and cranny or re or dissect every bit of dialogue you can talk to every single person in town and then try to piece together that they're telling you hey listen uh you got yuffie and in a throwaway line of di dialogue she may have mentioned an island somewhere and i i missed it when i played and as i was going through trying to figure out what i wanted to do at the end is get the level four limit breaks for my my main party ended up being just cloud bear and and, and tifa um I swapped out a few once in a while, but really I just stuck to those those two and that was basically it. So I had unlocked through natural gameplay and, and sheer luck, I ended up getting Tifa's, um, what is it, Final Heaven, and I got Catastrophe for Barrett. And I'm like, how the fuck do I get, Cloud's been at level three for like 20 hours. How the fuck do I get his level four? And then I find out after the fact, you gotta go do the gold stars and shit. I'm like, I'm not. So I missed a bunch of that stuff. Um, I didn't get any of the level two or three stuff for any of the other characters even when i did play with them because I, I just i didn't know what i needed to do and you know how those conversations work so um i'm hoping that as final fan as as remake comes out part two and part three which i believe it's a three-part remake trilogy mm -hmm. yep. or, or series um that some of that stuff is expanded upon because yes i i rushed through this intentionally because i wanted to experience the story for the first time and I may replay it uh, uh, again at some point now that I've played it and really try to flesh out some of that stuff and experience some of the stuff I, 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 di I didn't experience. But um, the it's a PS1 game and there's no hand-holding, right? So the map being like, you got to go back to here. Well, which one of these dots is here? I don't know. Fly to fucking all of them until it looks right. Yeah, it's um, hard. It really is. How do you get... And I, I think next time I can just straight up use a guide. Now that the story, I, I won't have to worry about stories. You know, spoiler, I can just that's use a why, guide to experience that's everything. That's why you're stuck on Chrono Trigger, too. This old old game design was just like, spend, well, your, too... spend your year, you know what I mean, doing this. Correct. It's a product and of its time. And, 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 and I, think, I think that really speaks to, like, you are a person who gets your platinums. And games today are designed to guide you to where you need to go to get all the things. These yep. games were designed at a point where it was just like they build these huge fucking worlds and you don't need to see half of it, but mm -hmm. it's there because kids would buy these games and it would be their game. Like Antonio said, it year. would be your game for the year. Yep. Or, or two. I have two or, quick or, questions. Talk to me yes. about the music and talk to me about the story. Was it worth playing? 
What's what's the name? Co- Co- Cosmo. Where's Red Thirteen? Cosmo, Cosmo Canyon. Canyon. Oh my God! I that know. fucking that it thing. Slaps. That slapped the shit out of my balls. Hell That's yeah. a sentence. It's almost like that, Gerudo Valley that in Zelda. theme like, hits okay. so fucking hard. I, dude, I'm not even joking when I tell you I would get to Cosmo Valley and just fucking sit there. That theme hits. That bass, that bass line and is fucking amazing. Oh, my God. Um, the, the, the soundtrack is incredible. I hated the Golden Saucer theme. Fucking, that's that's <laughs> little, too happy. Little grading, little grading. That's that's too happy. That gave me a minty B. Um, but, button, please. Thank you. Uh, but the rest, the rest of the theme is, is fantastic. Um, all the characters have their themes. Sephiroth's theme is super cool. Um, the final battle theme is super super intense. It's like um, the it best battle boss battle it music went, ever. Went, it went by too fast because I played that at, at like three times speed with like the assists on, but it was still it was still awesome. Um, and then the, the story, yes, I didn't know where this story was going to go because again, I've avoided spoilers for twenty five years. Um, and the story, some of the story elements are lost on me, and I'll have to look up like the meaning of this. What did it for me though? What what sold the whole thing for me was the end, literally the end. Right? You beat you beat. Um, you beat the game. You ah, get that. Ah. Hold on. You get the you get the one cutscene mm. at the end of the game. Ah. Then the credits roll, and I always let credits roll. I don't skip credits. I let credit. I always do, especially like when I stream because it's polite. Then there's a final cutscene with a character and people, and they're running and they look at a vista, and I'm like, oh, and that 35 second last bit stinger. Right, right yep. in the grundle. Right in the grundle. It ties it, it, it. It's one character, but it ties everything together in that last thirty-five second, and it just made it made the whole journey a thing. I'll tell you what character I think pissed me off. Barrett pisses me off the whole time. Oh, <gasps> Barrett! Oh, he's I an fucking ass- love Barrett. He is. He's. He's a. 90s era tough guy and it just even at the end even at the end Ooh. well you have all the figures you even have you even have the sexy yeah i think you have the sexy tifa um even at the end though he's like i wanted there to be like um like a, like a, i don't know he just seems to have the least he's definitely matured arc. a lot and like they write him a lot better in remake he he yeah. does not his character arc from beginning to end is a flat line. It doesn't. Tifa's amazing. Clouds amazing. Red Thirteen's amazing. Uh, Sid's it's funny to me. Um, I That's didn't it. talk to. I I didn't. Cat Sith was interesting. I, there was a twist there with with Cat Sith that I did not see coming. I I, I, I that, I'm like huh. Uh, but I didn't <laughs> yeah. use I didn't I didn't use him at, at all. So I my interaction was only when you needed to interact with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, Vincent was cool, very you know emo uh, for reasons. Um, but I didn't play with him that much. Yuffie, who is a big deal in remake, they they made the whole DLC thing with her. Um, I almost missed her entirely in the game because she's an optional character. Yep. And then I didn't play with her that much. So I don't know what her whole deal is. So I'm not sure if that's a situation where I need to just look that up and then maybe do the DLC and remake or if I can just do the DLC and remake. I don't know. I haven't made my decision yet. Um, How long did it take anyways, you to beat it? 
33 hours. Jesus. Even with, the, with, with all the, speed the assists. 33 hours. Switching back and on. forth between assists. I kept the I kept the I kept the speed thing on for all the battles. I did not. The only time I turned the speed assist off for the battles was the first time I would use a new ability or summon because I wanted to see what it looked like, right? Because it's cool. Then after the thirteenth time, like I don't give a shit. Just call Odin down. (laughs) I I last thing because I know I'm I'm going for too long on this and I want Adam to talk on Crisis Core. Um, The materia system, fucking complicated as fuck. The only no. thing I know, it's no, no, it too. is, it is if you're rushing Matching through the game, because the only thing I know about the materia system is you want to match an all materia with one of the elements, fire, ice, lightning, whatever, so it hits all the things. I don't know, any, the death, the, the death blow, I don't know what the fuck that does. I used it. I don't know what the fuck it was, I don't know what I mean, it was. I mean, some are was. better it, than others, but it's not a complicated system. You use the thing more, nothing. it gets better. Yeah, did the, you know that? The, the more you use it, the more it yes, goes. Yes, yes, right. I did. And that's it. Yes. <laughs> the summons were cool, but like the summons, I don't think link in any any noticeable. I think the summons are just you put them in there and they that's fine. Yeah. Um I did eventually like I did eventually find um like manipulate is fine, but it's useless. All I ever used was all and an element to max it out, and then the summons. That I use the only other one I use besides all element and a summon is HP up because I needed because yep. I was skipping so many fights, I needed to have the boost in. The, you the, and the everyone help. else, man. That was it. Is that, that was the is that goal. The, it was the juice, it, man. Yeah. And we loved it. And we couldn't get enough of it. Materia's the shit. It was, it was, it was, it was cool. Uh, I didn't like when I found a new weapon that had like, the stats were awesome, but it had way less material. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, the, <laughs> the weapon I used for Tifa at the end was like, I didn't even use her, her best weapon. I used God's Hand. It did less damage, but had all these fucking all the material, material slots. I'm yeah. like... Yeah. It does less damage, but I can do. Fu- it's and hard to realize, say no to those. And then I'm like, well, but I'm also I have free limit breakers, so I'm not really even using <laughs> the elements that Brito, much. you're not done. The limit you're, breakers. You're not done with the game. Spoiler alert: there are hidden bosses that you must. <laughs> you are about to fight what is known as the weapons. Okay, they're mega I've done bosses. all the weapons. Oh, I've done you the did all the weapons. I'm okay, very well, shocked. I beat some of the weapons. I don't know if mm, I, I, how many? I only got, I only got two of the materia at the end of the four. Oh, I man. saved two. Okay. I saved green and yellow. Okay. Well, I'm very impressed. Get, I'm very impressed. I did the weapons. Guy. I didn't know you can skip them. I did two of the, we- oh, there's one underwater that I did, that I, that I, that I went to fight in the sub and he one shot my entire party. I'm like, I'm not doing that again. And then I just bounced. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> let me ask so you this. Anyways. Yes. Let me ask you this. Now that you've rolled credits on Final Fantasy VII, yes, do you understand why you had to play this one first? Based on the character twist, and again, I won't spoil anything. Based on what I now know about Cloud Strife, yes, mm-hmm. worth it. And I am thankful to you fuckers for basically telling me don't play that because there's going to be things that happen in Crisis Core that's not going to make sense to you and won't be impactful to you because you won't understand where that's coming from. It would totally and, neuter the experience. And you're going to appreciate Remake Part 1 way more now when you replay it. You're going to see yes. that game in a completely different way. Yep. Wait, so, so you played Remake before this? Remake was his first I, I experience pl- with Final Fantasy VII. Yes. I had played Final wow. Fantasy VII through Midgar, but only halfway i don't think i i never left midgar when i played it. i didn't own it i played it at a friend's house so you know I what was that play. experience like doing it backwards you may you may be one of the only people on the planet to <laughs> do remake i don't and, think and so going back to do seven well yeah, i mean here's through. here's Who's the thing that? is nobody remake, i thought so remake stand remake on its own is part one 
of, of a huge game and you only get to the Midgar section. No. And at that point, now with, now with Final Fantasy VII behind me now, there isn't a lot there to have, to the overarching story, not a lot of revelations that happen in that first section. Uh, yeah, that's you meet true. every you meet so it didn't it didn't hamper my experience with seven. Uh, I think having played Final Fantasy the whole thing now, as Adam said, when I go back and replay remake again, I think I'll see it through a different light, now knowing what I know. But playing it before, I don't think I miss anything because it's just when you're you're introduced to a bunch of characters. They expand obviously on a bunch because they made a five-hour section, a thirty-hour game, right? Um, with the motorcycle chasing. Okay, and so I, this they, is they, this they is expand some of the second. Okay, they expand I, on some of the characters, like um, Barrett's friends at the beginning. They have like this whole character arc and remake that doesn't exist in the original. They die. Spoilers. They die right away, basically. Um, so Crisis Core is Final Fantasy VII original part two. No, Crisis Core is no. a prequel. Crisis Core oh, takes place even... seven years before. Okay, so yeah, it's a prequel. <laughs> I get it now. So, okay, which is yeah. why I could, which is why Adam and JB and everybody else like don't play Crisis Core, play the original. Okay, and I'm happy I when, did. Adam's got a question. When is the new Final Fantasy VII remake part two? This year. So the end of this. Uh, what comes out first? Sixteen or part two? Sixteen comes out in summer. Part two of seven remake comes out, quote unquote, winter. Okay. Oh my God. So, so year, it's probably going to get delayed now. till next year. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. I I want you, Birdo, after you play or while you're playing remake again, to be messaging or texting me because I well, still don't think you understand the differences. Okay. Okay. And I am going to be very excited to hear. So you think I you... did miss things that I don't think I'm that I don't know that I missed. Seven remake stands alone, like you said, it is a completely encapsulated experience. Sure. However. There are, if you've played seven vanilla and then you play yep. remake, it's a completely different. You think, you game. think there are things that I did miss the first time that I didn't know that I was, you didn't know that you missed it. You didn't know that you missed it. I'll message you hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm so excited about this ride. I'm, I'm no, no, actually let me ask you this real quick before yeah. real, real last question. Do, do you think I need to play remake again before I jump into, or is it safe for me now? No, to no, play no. Crisis you can Core. play crisis core. Crisis core exists. Um, <laughs> outside the bubble of remake okay you can just you can go right into crisis core now cool that's my next um, game to play because i want to play a game this year i have a personal prediction not prediction well we'll get to them later this year i have a resolution to play games released this year i never do it i'm so far behind because i got my <laughs> ps5 so late i want to play games released in the window of their release, not a full year and some change yeah. after. So I need to. I want to play Crisis Core next. Yeah, the, right, the, the correct order of play is Final Fantasy VII Original, then Crisis yeah. Core, then Remake. Okay. And then you it. will have a completely different experience. I I'm so it. excited. I'm playing I'm playing Seven Original right now as well. I just got out of Co uh, um, Cosmo Canyon last night, so I'm going through it because I want to play through it again before Remake Part Two comes out. But let's talk about Crisis Core. Jesus. Here we go. Let's do it. <laughs> Crisis Core Reunion is an action RPG developed and published by Square Enix. It's available on all the things right now. I just finished this game up last week. I never played this. It's it's a remake of, or I should say a remaster of a PS Vita? No, PSP game. PSP, PSP game. Uh, and as we've been talking about, it is a prequel to the Final Fantasy VII story. It talks about, um, boy, 
Let me, let me be very careful. It talks about a character that is mentioned in Final Fantasy VII in very important critical scenes. It talks about the evolution of the main villain of the series, Sephiroth, and kind of shows his fall from grace. And it is a story that is quite convoluted. Like this, this is like very much like '90s anime, wacky, wacky ass shit where characters are talking about goddesses and destinies, and for the most part. The, the plot of, of Crisis Core is just convoluted as fuck. Uh, not that great. But at the core of it, at the core of Crisis Core, is Zach Fair, who is just a fucking charming-ass video game character, a hero who wants nothing more than to do the right thing and to protect people and, and show his honor. And it's his journey that culminates in a sequence of events that lead up to Final Fantasy VII. And it is a at the end of this game, which I won't talk about spoilers or, or specific plot points, but it is a very hard-hitting roll into the Final Fantasy VII world. Um, here, tears were shed, which is not uncommon with me. I know we talk about that all the time, but tears were shed. Um, the game is, I think... Like I said, I didn't play the original, but it is kind of reformulated to play more like the remake game. Uh, the action is is pretty fluid. If you played Final Fantasy VII Remake, you're, you're running around in a real-time battlefield. It's not uh, it's not active time-based like Final Fantasy VII Classic. You run around actively on the battlefield. You push the buttons to attack or to cast magic. Uh, there is a materia system and a limit system, although the limit system acts completely differently than the other Final Fantasy VII games. And it, it's got like this constant roulette wheel in the top left corner of the screen. So as you are battling, as you are fighting enemies, this roulette wheel spins. And if it matches the three uh, roulette slots with a character that you've met in the game, you can push a button to execute a limit break. As you meet more and more characters in this game who are both new to the Final Fantasy world and also... Uh, pulled over from Final Fantasy. You know, you've got Cloud in here. Obviously, you've got Sephiroth in here. Um, those characters populate. And then, like, if you get all clouds, you get a special cloud limit break that is, like, one of his attacks from Final Fantasy VII. You can do Omni Slash if you get all Sephiroth. So, like, there's nods to the Final Fantasy world. Um, but the, the battle system is familiar, but it's got a, a different little twist with that roulette that roulette is that system. completely passive or is that do you, do you actively engage with because again i started it and i got like you know 10 minutes in before i got told to shut mm -hmm. the fuck up is that a passive that just happens and then if you get you know yep. lines up you you interact with it or you you engage with that you 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 don't do anything in regards to activating the roulette wheel but the roulette the roulette wheel is really interesting because it will randomize each battle. So if like you get stuck on a boss battle and you're getting your ass kicked, you might be playing it over and over and all of a sudden that roulette wheel will hit on something that causes you to buff your attack and your defense and you're fucking unstoppable and then you can go in and crush the boss. So it does a good job of kind of like mixing up the what is ultimately a, not a very in-depth battle system because again, this is mm. this is an older game and this this game shows its age a lot. Um, in ways that are both in the, the mechanics, like the combat system, and also in like the aesthetics. So it's got a new coat of paint on it. It looks beautiful, but like the animations are still 
really old. Like the characters walk like they're robots and stuff and they kind of spin on their heels when they turn to look at characters. It's got this really weird old school charm to it where it's like you can feel the age of it, but it but it looks visually does it, current. Does it play like a really, really pretty PSP game? That's yeah. I mean, that's basically yeah, what a, it, it is. Yeah. Um, so like there's some charm there, but also I think that kind of hurts the experience too, because there are, there are certain points in the game where, uh, you just, you, it, it feels how old it actually is at its, mm. at its core. Um, there's a, there's a core narrative that goes through this game is played in chapters, which is really interesting. You can kind of see how it was designed around mobile where you play for like an hour and a half and then you get to a chapter close point which would be the perfect time to put down your handheld. You know, it's like a, mm-hmm. it's like a commute game or a, or a lunch break kind of game, which is different than traditional role-playing games. You just keep going and keep going for 40 hours. This game is chopped up into sections. Uh, and then there are within these chapters, optional side missions that you can do that you trigger from the save point. So you go to a save point and you can either save or you can activate side missions. And the side missions are used to um, get uh, exclusive gear or or materia that you can't get throughout the course of the main plot point. So you can kind of play it uh, either straight through the story or you can do all these side jank, uh, hijinks if you want to get really buffed up. Um, Zack is the only playable character in this game, so it's not a party-based game like the other Final Fantasies, which is kind of interesting. Ew. Um, yeah, it's, 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 you know, there's a lot of side characters content going on throughout the game but as far as like actually playing it it's always just zach um i don't know i i I enjoyed it it it's certainly something that i feel like i was missing out on in my final fantasy 7 journey i i played remake and i'm gonna replay remake after playing crisis core because there are um without spoiling it there are more references to this character to this zach character in remake that i didn't Feel. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get how resonant they were because I had only played the core Final Fantasy game. Now that I've played Crisis Core Reunion, I understand his character more and how his character affects Sephiroth's story and affects Cloud's story and affects Tifa's story. Like he he weaves in there in a really meaningful way that they address in remake that I wasn't picking up on the first time. It took um, a so- long time for me to like these uh, open world. Uh, slash combat ones like I didn't like it in the what's the Disney thing um, with the keyblade Kingdom Hearts Kingdom Hearts yeah, yeah I, I just didn't like it until Final Fantasy 15 it didn't click for me and then I was like on board with it and this and is clearly I, I, where they're going with right. this series yeah, yeah. The I'm new still Final a turn-based Fantasy guy 16 is gonna be you know the same you know around the battlefield you're moving and and, and yep. acting uh, two quick questions about this. When they made this, it was a PSP spinoff. Did they do it as a cash grab or does the story of Crisis Core really matter? Because I know you said that it does develop it, but is it really to the point where we're going to be telling people like Birdo, you have to play Final Fantasy VII? Is that what this is or is this a uh, a product of making more money off Final Fantasy's franchise that was uh it was and it is to this day a thing. Let's make I would, another game. I would say that there are two sections of this game that really 
make the ex the overall experience better. So you got to play 30 what, hours what, for those 10 minutes just like It's not a very long game. I think I I think I finished this game in about 12 hours. 12 oh, really? It's that yeah. short. I think it's like 12 now, to, did you, 12 to 15 Did you hours. do all the side nope. stuff? Nope. Didn't. Okay, see, I'll, I did I'll enough be of platinuming this, so yeah. it's going to take me significantly longer. I did well, enough of it to be leveled up to be able to finish it, but I did not do all the side stuff. Should I play this? Okay, so I am an unfortunate soul who is hoping to play Final Fantasy VII Remake on the Xbox, which isn't happening, guys, so let's all give up on that shit. I really wanted to wait, right, to do it, so mm -hmm. now I'm upgrading my PC, and I'm going to be playing it on pc but uh until that happens i want the very best experience because final fantasy 7 is one of my favorite games of all time so should i play the crisis core remake then play final fantasy 7 remake since that's yes the chronological yep. order so knowing what i know now it's yes. not the chronological order but it is the narratively pertinent order i God can't say it. any more than that okay you son of a bitch what ah Okay. The answer, so, the answer, the answer is yes. And if the, you want the best the, experience, buy a PS5. The events, a bitch. the events of Crisis Core happened seven years before Final Fantasy VII. Yes. Yet, but it's. But okay. you want to play it after Final Fantasy VII because there are very. Well, that's what I just said. So play Final Fantasy VII remake first. No, play Final no. Fantasy VII original seven. first. But no, I guess yes. Okay. Then Crisis Fuck, okay, Core. Right. Okay. Then remake. So. Should I play Crisis Core? Uh, what's this called? Crisis Reunion. Should I play Reunion then Final Fantasy VII Remake? Yes. So of the remakes, start with Crisis Core Remake. As long as you've played original Final Fantasy VII first. God, you're such a dick, Adam. I, See, I, this is not right. This is not right because someone like me who isn't going to have a friend to tell them exactly what they should do what if they just play whatever game you know like you oh, can do that you can. it'll be me and they'll miss out yeah. and it'll suck and you'll wish you had friends like adam and jb and will to tell you not to be a fucking idiot so it's here's, a good it's a good thing i missed out on remake final here's VII yes remake. i think here's okay. here's the thing they all you can play any one of them in any order that you want but if you want it to really hit the way it's supposed to hit you have to play it in that specific order then why didn't they do crisis core first uh, I think to uh, you mean, why I you think mean before because, remaster or before yeah. remake? Seven's a seven's a bigger game. You gauge your audience with the game that has the most likely I appeal guess. to be a adopted, and then you say, okay, Crisis Core, PSP spinoff. Not everybody had a PSP. Now that we've gauged everybody's interest in this remake kind of culture, we can go ahead and do Crisis Core. That's my I think, guess I think the success of remake made reunion made happen. them yeah. correct exactly. Um. There are story beats in Crisis Core Reunion that throughout the course of the game, you know, they're important, they're big, and they, they matter. But those same story beats are revealed in a different way throughout the course of Final Fantasy VII that are made as big revelations in flashbacks. They're big flashback sequences that make you go, holy shit, what I thought about X character is completely wrong and completely different and what the fuck is going on. Whereas if you're playing Reunion, that just unfolds throughout the course of this story and it's not as big of an oh shit moment, if that makes any sense. 
What so a, what a what a thing. Okay. It is. It, I mean, it's 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 Japanese RPG, baby. It's it's convoluted. It's wild, and a lot of the stuff in Reunion is kind of fluff and doesn't matter. But those two sequences that do are fucking unreal, and they ju- they're just like I can't. I, they're, okay, I'll, I'll just Reunion say Nibelheim hasn't come out yet. I'll, I think I'll just speak. I'll just say Nibelheim. Birdo knows what I'm talking about. Antonio, I'm going to assume you know what I'm talking about. Sephiroth, fire, yeah. shit burning down. You play through that sequence in more context in Reunion and seeing it from that new perspective, this new character, and in a 3D environment and from different perspectives and different character moments, I got chills watching this sequence again in 2022. Just being like, I can't believe I'm here in Nibelheim again experiencing this moment and it's still it's still so big i just i fucking loved it it was great so everyone out there you have to go back right now and play final fantasy 7 ps1 crisis core psp then crisis core reunion ps5 then christ uh, then final fantasy 7 remake ps5 correct the, the Final Fantasy VII universe just continues to get bigger and bigger. If you are an enthusiast on it, uh, Reunion is is a really nice addition to it. Uh, hey, if what about the aren't... movies? Isn't there a movie? Oh, yeah. Advent Children. Go watch it. Is that, does, is that any good? Yeah, it's worth watching. Yeah, it's fucking great. Is mm-hmm. it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotta it's watch visual, it. Visually, it's great. Wait, do I have to watch well, that? Do I have to watch that now before I play Crisis Core? Or can I watch that so after? Go watch What's it right the... now. Turn just it on. Just go watch it. It's good. We'll, uh, wait. It's, it's we'll good. wait. We'll pause the podcast. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> As you do that, we're going to throw it to Antonio. He's got a game to talk about, too. We're already an hour and a half into this fucking episode, so let's do it. We're going to talk about a game I've never even heard of that he says is like one of his game of the year contenders. Let's do that. Norco is an adventure indie title developed by Geography of Robots, which is a great name published by raw fury and it's available on all the platforms i've never heard of this what is this so that's the million dollar question what is this after playing it i still don't know so i I played nor i played praise i praise if if you had a keen eye you would have noticed that in the game of the year discussions for 2022 this game called norco kept coming up but it was an indie game that was um didn't get a lot of fanfare other than the people who played and reviewed it and it didn't really catch on in the mainstream which was why it was kind of a dark horse pick so it intrigued me and i went and tried it out uh, especially because it was supposed to be a relatively short game it's supposed to be about five to seven hours uh to complete so I jump in, not knowing anything about it. And this is the fun part. Uh, Adam, what do you think it is as far as uh, the game like genre? What is it about? What do you think? Just off the top of your head. Like, what are you and doing it, in it? Uh, um, uh, you're, 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 uh, you're in living amongst a herd of, of narwhals in the, okay. a, in the a- Antarctic. Birdo, what do you think Norco is about without knowing anything about it? Drug busting. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm like, this is going to be a gritty thing about narcotics. Like narc? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, narco <laughs> or something like that. I, that's what I thought. Okay. That's, My first thought, drug busting. You're, so, you know. That's Florida. The reality of this game, it is is one of those artsy, 
experiences like uh, like Journey or uh, Gone Home or you know Edith Finch, like the the whole art house game. Yeah, you're gonna have an experience, is what it was. Which okay, I was surprised by. And the other thing that's very surprising about it is that it's a point and click adventure. What? And how is this gonna be a game of the year contender in such a odd genre like the the indie stuff like makes sense the experience game but then point and click that's kind of a an old school thing i was like okay so very surprising off the bat and just to for this game you should go in fresh with as little spoilers as possible and that's what i'm going to try to do but i will tell you that it has a very odd pixelated art style and it's kind of like ugly on purpose. Like there are character portraits that kind of look like King of the Hill almost, but in but in like a Sega cutscene like style. On uh, the, purpose? Yeah. What I do you guess mean by that? The characters, like everything looks just like the art design in general shitty. is just Yeah, it looks yeah. a little shitty. It's meant to be Norco is the name of a town in Louisiana and you play as a girl who's going back home and that's all I'll, I'll spoil as far as the you know the the story goes because it's important to not know so you're a girl going back home and you're going to you know explore your hometown years later spoiler alert <laughs> and this is a little I have to spoil this part it's it's far future like post-apocalypse or pre-apocalypse it's like the world is shit there are well, you said louisiana yes there are <laughs> there are there the vista is a old like broken down town with battered up houses and run down businesses and a industrial uh complex at the center this corporation is kept alive this town based on this very dangerous uh polluting like terrible work environment and they run everything so it's an old rusty town and it's also the future there's robots there's ai there's tech shit there's like it's a little like a very like two doses of like johnny mononic like far future stuff in there okay the next thing i'll say about the game is the point and click i loved uh only one point and click adventure game it was uh, grim fandango a fantastic game absolutely fantastic and the thing about point and click adventure games is they will do things like where you have to find an item pick it up and take it over somewhere and apply this item so in grim fandango, like putting a hamster in the microwave in maniac mansion Exactly. It makes no sense, rhyme, or reason in point-and-click adventure games specifically. In every other game, it's like you put the key into the keyhole, blah, blah, blah. In point-and-clicks, there's like, no, you like, it's almost like a surprise. Like, oh, wow, that worked. You put the balloon in the shaft with the breadcrumbs and it pops and a bird, you know, goes after it and it goes up the tube. Like that type of stuff in Norco does not happen for the first half of the game. If you find something, it's like, 
and this is not what actually happens, but you know, you put the hot dog into the microwave and that's what you were supposed to do. I mean, obviously you put food in the food thing, you put the thing in the thing. And I was like, okay, great. I can get behind a point and click adventure game. That's simple. Later on, it goes full. What the F I had to look it up in a guide. So that's another thing to know. The music in the game is not good. It is like, (laughs) I, I think it's trying to be moody. Beat around so, the bush a little bit, please. It's, it's visuals not, suck. The music sucks. Exactly. The puzzles are convoluted. Yes. Game of the, sec- the year. In the second half. <laughs> yes. Then you get to the characters and the writing and the dialogue. It's very haunting. It's it's not well written. You meet a lot. Of, <laughs> you, you meet a lot of characters that are. I wouldn't even call them interesting, honestly. You like sell this me on game? This, sell no, sell uh, me on this game, please. I am. So then the the writing is not good it feels like there's a lot of filler it gets into a lot of like philosoph- philosophical stuff and then the last thing is the actual gameplay when you go fishing in a video game that's a much different experience in like uh gone fishing on ios where you're like you know it's like the the hook goes down you hook fish and then you like shoot them with a shotgun or in zelda it's like you know you put your rod in the hole and then you 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 hit the button at the right time mechanically fishing in any video game could be radically different you could be you know you hit the button at the right time or our version of fishing is you know this but we say fishing in games and it could be a, a whole number of things in this game minor spoilers you navigate the louisiana bayou you pet an animal in a in a very methodical way you ride a motorcycle you infiltrate a high security area What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> this the game Norco is a mind f. Okay, it sounds fucking it, stupid. It sound it sounds terrible. Now horrible. I want I want to tell you this. I sat down and played this game. Why a lot? <laughs> because I thought it was short and I thought it was good. Now spoiler alert, and I'll wrap it up here. I it's not, not. I did not finish the game. This game is supposed <laughs> what to be. The fuck? This game is supposed to be five to seven hours, and I and it's three acts, and I just finished act two after I I, I am pissed at whoever. Did you? I, so you lied I'm to pissed me. Pissed at you. You no. lied to me. When did I lie? You told me that this was like a game of the year contender. It is. For who? Not, people who for a bunch games? of people. Yeah, for a but, bunch. Of but people. not for you. Not. For me, because it's oh, not Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I, I, now I'm, I'll be back next month to finish <laughs> to finish the game, and I am going to tell you generally if you should play it or not. Because you son of a bitch, no, I'm no. expecting this entire time. Wait, listen to me. I am waiting listen for the shoe to, to drop on this whole fucking conversation because you told me this was a game of the year contender. Turns out you hate it. <laughs> I didn't say that. Did I say that? You're putting words in my mouth. You said I, you're pissed at this game. Okay. You said it's ugly, I the am. music sucks, the writing sucks, it's convoluted. Yeah. You needed a guide to get through it. The pacing is garbage. Yes. And there's fishing. <laughs> there's a, yeah. Now, t- to wrap it up, I'll be back next month to let you know. If it, <laughs> Why? If, if it pulls off a miracle, because 
Let's just say I come I back next month. I fucking love you, Antonio. I, I love you. If I come back next month and I tell you this is a must play, because every other person <laughs> that, has, that has talked about this game says it. They say you have to play this game. It must, it must pull off one of the most amazing upsets in video game history to go from what it is to game of the year. And it could... Short of um, this game somehow physically manifesting and filleting you, I cannot imagine how... I, I, was, I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> Look, Short of a blowjob at the end? Okay, no. So it's, it's, the game is good enough and the mystery of it, of what the hell is going on, I just have to know, honestly, especially... It's like a scab. Yeah, it's like a scab you can't stop picking, right? You're so, like, this is bad, but I can't stop. I I have to know what happens, and I'll be back next month to tell you it pulled off a miracle. And wow, that third act is so amazing. I understand now why it has all these game of the year nominations, all these reviews. Everyone who reviewed it, it reviewed in like the low 90s or something, and it's supposed to be amazing. It and so far, to be honest, with you, it's not that. So this, it, it, this podcast has been a journey. It could be amazing. You're not intrigued by that. You're not intrigued oh, by a game that has one that has a bunch of game of the year nominations. And I'm telling you that it's not good right now. That's not interesting to you. What if it? Pulls I, I it will. Off? I would rather fuck a toaster. You see, you're so close minded. It's like this is such a mystery. I'm willing to fuck a toaster. How close minded do you think I am? I think <laughs> that if this turns out to be a game of the year, I'll have a menti beat. Well, with that, <laughs> we are going to throw it to our producer, Poppin. We've got a producer, Poppin, this month. Spokes is here. He's in the elevator right now. Mabel, bring him up. Hey, guys. It's uh, Jeff, or I guess what people know me as Spokes. I'm doing a uh, producer Poppin for Megadads. I gotta say, I really do enjoy Megadads. Been a big fan for a while. And appreciate Adam giving me this chance to uh, talk to you guys during the podcast. So he just asked me to talk for uh, three or five minutes. Uh, a few things. I'll just go over a couple things right quick. Uh, first of all, Happy New Year, everyone. I uh, hope 2023 treats you good. Um, <clears throat> for me, I, my New Year's resolution is to uh, get back in shape. Lose some weight, you know, same with most people who uh, start the year off. They want to get back into shape and fit. And obviously the holidays never treat you well for eating and overindulging, etc. Um, I also have a uh, child coming, a new baby boy coming in the uh, end of this month, early February. So that'll be, that'll be well, we're pretty stoked for that. We're working on his uh, uh, nursery at the moment at our house. Um so I am a mega dad. I have a uh, son who is, uh, he's about to turn three. So he'll be getting a little, you know, uh, Parker, his name. He'll be getting a new little brother, Brody, come, uh, like I said, later this month. And uh, we're, me and my uh, girlfriend are super, super stoked for that. Um, next, I'll just jump into my game of the year, 2022. It's 100% Elden Ring. I, I've never... I think it's a game of the generation. I think the last game that, uh, you know, gave me had this much impact on me was probably Breath of the Wild. Um, it's it's a generational game to me anyway. Like uh, I played the game, uh, I finished it three times, three different builds, and even after putting you know hundreds of hours into the game, I I want to go back and play it again with a new build. It's just 
it's super addicting, uh, super fun, and exploration is amazing. Uh, yes, the, the the difficulty curve is there. It's not nearly as bad as the other Souls games, but whew, what a game. Uh, if you haven't played Elden Ring, I'd definitely say give it a shot. Uh, next, I'll just, uh, I want to talk about, uh, right quick, where I'm from. A lot of people don't know uh, about where I'm from. Uh, I live in Canada, and specifically Newfoundland. Uh, we are actually an island on the most eastern part of Canada. And uh, we house around, I don't know, five or 600,000 people on the whole island. Uh, uh, it's 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 most it's a lot a lot of people refer to it, call us Newfoundland, which is completely wrong. It's Newfoundland, as in new land that was found, uh, you, you know, centuries ago, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a great spot. I enjoy living here. It's it, the worst part of it is being an island. So I mean, shipping and all that jazz is wicked, wicked tough, but. I mean, uh, it's a uh, it's a nice spot. If anyone's interested in ever seeing uh, beautiful landscapes and uh, ocean sides, and it's a uh, it's a real big tourist attraction, very old fashioned style place. Um, but yeah, so I'm in Canada, Newfoundland. I don't know many people know about that place. Uh, and last stuff before I call it quits here, uh, I want to give a shout out to a game. Like it's a lot of hate, and I think it's uh, uh, it's 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 not uh, it's unjustified the hate that it gets, and it's Final Fantasy VIII. So Final Fantasy VII is my favorite game of all time. Um, big fan of that game. Finished it countless times. The remake was good, but I I like the original so much more. It's 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 my number one game of all time. Um, FF eight came along, and a lot of people sh- you know gave it shit, hated it for completely changing. Uh, what seven did so well, but uh, I think eight is amazing. If people haven't played Final Fantasy eight, it's it's worth going through. Uh, the characters are are cool. The, like the weak part is the story, but other than the story, I think the combat, the characters, and the music is phenomenal. So um, I I don't hear many people talk about Final Fantasy eight, and I just want to give it a shout out. So. Uh, if you haven't played Final Fantasy VIII, there's a remaster on uh, PlayStation 4. It can be played on PlayStation 5, and it's uh, a, a lot of fun for a classic RPG. But yeah, that's it, guys. Uh, thanks for having me, Adam, again, and all the Mega Dads, uh, Hypecaster and Birdo, and oh my god, so many. The, the guys are all great. I love listening to your content, and uh, I look forward to seeing what Mega Dads brings in 2023. All right, take care, guys. Spokes out. Welcome back to Megadeds Live. Big thank you to Spokes and all of our Plus members for helping us keep the lights on here at Megadeds HQ and helping us fund games like Norco uh, for Antonio to play and report back to us on. <laughs> Everything we do here at Megadeds is made possible because of the support of our Plus members. If you care to become a member of Megadeds Plus, all you need is $1 and an internet connection. Head over to patreon.com slash Megadads to sign up right now. Now, before we get to the headlines, this episode's going long, but I'm loving it. I'm having a great time with you guys. Really quick, it's the new year. It's New Year's episode here on Megadads Live. And uh, most people come up with New Year's resolutions for themselves to make their lives better. Uh, but I wanted to do something a little bit differently here on Megadads. 
uh, I wanted us to create New Year's resolutions for each other. Um, because if there's one thing that we're good at as a community, as a brotherhood, it's judging each other yeah. um, and, and, and insisting that we either stop doing things or start doing things better. Um, it's, it's just a, it's a trust bond that we have, a trust circle, if you will. Uh, so we've, we've rounded it out. I will be doing a prediction or not a prediction, a resolution for Antonio. Antonio is going to be doing a resolution for Berto and Berto has a resolution for me that we're going to try our best to stick to in the new year. Yep. Are you guys ready? Yep. Wait, well, we have to do it though, right? You have, have to do to it. Do the, do you have to do it. All right, great. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm that's what it's all about. We're committed. We are a committed group of dads. Let's go. My resolution for you, Antonio, is I, I need you. I really need you to stop sending me your vlogs uh, that you affectionately refer to as the yogurt diaries. You've been <laughs> doing this. You've been doing this for the last four months. Um, every Friday, I get a new vlog, a new yogurt diary, and. While I appreciate your creative nature, uh, watching you tell me about your day and your family and your job with a mouthful of vanilla yogurt that just dribbles off your chin and your lips um, as you gargle and choke through these stories, it's it's a little bit much. And my wife is starting to think that your your relationship with me is a little bit more than just podcast friendly. Um, so I'm going to encourage you to, you can continue to vlog, but the, the spitting and just the, the dribble of white cream that comes from your mouth during these yogurt diaries, it needs to stop. I am having flashbacks of extra life 20, 2019 <laughs> and my, uh, me having to sing uh, show tunes with, with the yogurt. <laughs> okay. So I'll tell you what's okay. going on, right? When you said the yogurt diaries, I thought you were implying that I like vlog, like I send you like a video of my poop every every day, like <laughs> to see like the consistency. You know, it's very important for your health to pay attention to that. Anyway, I that's what I thought you were gonna go with. So, you know, the, the weird thing about the internet these days is mm -hmm. everything's out there. So I, I was gonna YouTube talking with yogurt in your mouth because I'm like somebody's <laughs> somebody's doing this right I have a video look for it all right so somebody's doing this where it's like every day they just post a video of them like talking with yogurt in the mouth so I start typing into YouTube and it's and I say talking yeah. with yogurt in your and then it's <gasps> and it says and then it's it autofills talking with yogurt in your vag for your boyfriend Is this like a Keggles thing? I'm not clicking on this because I want to. Don't, please, I, God. I, I don't want to click on it. Your wife will find that in your browser history. Yeah. <laughs> like, who's yogurt? What are you to. looking at? What yogurt? You're in right yogurt now? now, you son of a. Um, so thank you, Adam. I will I will take that into account. And you can do it. Be, I'll be a little bit more private. I, will I believe be in you. I'll keep it close to the chest. Do I get to go next? You're next, Antonio. Berto, you see. My resolution for you is not something that I want. It's something that we need. So this one's based on hard data. We went to the Megadads community uh, in the last week, and we did a poll without you knowing. We also put one on Facebook and on Twitter and all this stuff. So we gathered a total of almost 300 responses to this. And we That's all, impressive, considering. And we, we all agree. So it's, ba <laughs> it's basically science, okay? So people back me up. 
Okay, we, we didn't know, but now we know. Berto, the beard's not working. Everyone agrees. I, okay, it's not working. So this is the year. This is the time. It has to, it has to come off. I know, I know you think, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, it's got to go. <laughs> he's, got, he's got an oh shit face. <laughs> it's got to go. And, and one more, one more. I have a few words for you to follow up hair club for men. We need you to get a, a, a toupee or a rug <laughs> up there. And we need to invert this. Maybe, they could, maybe they could if take the bottom. If I buy you bottom. a wig, will you wear it on stream? Maybe they yes. could take the bottom and put it up top or do a transplant of some type. Can you imagine that hair up there? This is the new. This is the new you. This is the new you in 2023. Can he mustache? Can he go mustache? For those of you who don't know, Berto has a very big puffy beard and bald head. (laughs) What are are the penalties for failing our our resolutions? Because I'm leaning towards that at this point. (sighs) I haven't seen my chin since I retired from the army in 2011, the last time I saw my chin. What would you think uh, about like a sexy, constant five o'clock shadow? Well, I, I can't grow. My beard's too thin. It looks thicker because it's long. But if my oh. beard is short, it is not. I don't have like the, the gruff face. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I have I have pube beard, right? So there's two kinds yeah. of beard. There's thick like gruff. And then there's you have pubes on your face that you have to grow long to fill out the beard. I have the latter. So if I do a short beard, I don't have, we were talking about lost. I don't have Sawyer beard. I can't do that. So I shaved, fuck you. I shaved in solidarity for you to show you the beard that I've had the last. And you look stupid. Yes. <laughs> yes. But it's going to work. It's going to work better for you. All right. I'm scared about what Birdo has for me here. <clears throat> well, like, like, like Tony, um, this, there was no research conducted, no, no polls, you know, ran. Um, but listeners of this show knows that Adam has historically uh, a problem uh, in the bathroom. Several. Er, several. In the bathroom-related genre. Um, we know from podcasts in years past that he has been present while uh, one, if not both, of his children have shit in the tub. Oh. Um we know most recently that Adam uh, has enjoyed <laughs> oh, to squat, that was gonna be good. There he goes. Squat and another man's piss. Um, I got so slapped in the dick once. Oh. He got slapped, slapped in the penis. Um, yeah. He has taken shits at work when there was no toilet paper and had to use his socks to wipe his own asshole. Ouch. Um, so, uh, Adam, you, you've lived, Adam. Adam has he has he has lived and he is going towards a colostomy bag. Is that where this is headed? Hold on. (laughs) So my resolution for for Adam this year is Adam, you need to make it. You're going to make it through the entire year without so much as a single restroom related restroom related incident. Um, Not not one. Uh, And so how do you how do you accomplish it with with such a storied history of bathroom I can just never go to the bathroom again sitting sitting in piss and wiping uh your ass with with socks and so uh Adam you will not for this year <gasps> 2020 2023 you will not use 
any public restrooms. You will Wait. not. Oh, you, that's a good one. Do you that know how much I poo? <laughs> yes. Oh, I got to keep a bucket under my desk? What's, he's got he's to go right now. How you, how you accomplish this is ultimately up to you, but there will be no public defecation. There will be no public urination because you aren't mature enough to handle the responsibility <laughs> of shitting and pissing in public places. I'm thinking right now. You need to do this in the comfort. At work, not at work. He needs to do this in the comfort of his own home. He can use the outsides. He can use, you know, bushes and behind the car. He can, oh, you know, parking anywhere lots. Anywhere other people aren't doing it. But he cannot be, if he's at a ball game with his son, he cannot shit at the ball game. He can hold it in. Not in the toilet anyway. Home. Not in the toilet anyway. I could buy like a not, giant tub of popcorn, will, eat it all, and then shit in the giant tub. You will not shit at work. You will not to piss at work. You will do before and after when you when you get home. You will relieve yourself in the privacy of your own home because it's the only way. The only way I can think of to guarantee that you don't sit and piss again, Adam. Okay. And as we discussed uh, the other month, there's always time to not sit and piss. I, this, I see so, diapers in my future. One. Yeah, this is a You're good gonna, one. If you need to use diapers, then you need to use diapers. I'm not oh. going to dictate how you pull this off because that's not my place. But public shitting, public urination... It's not for you. You can't handle the responsibility, Adam. Public shitting, it's not for me. I, <laughs> it's good for I'm your board. It'll be good, it'll be very good for your health, honestly, Adam. Probably. Just to just to shit in a big hold cloth it in. diaper. Well, well, to to not sit in other people's you know piss so much is going to be except for my thing. own. Apparently, it's good for yeah. your yeah. It's good for you. Uh, okay. I like these. Yeah, we're good. headlines time every month on this podcast we take a collection of news stories that may or may not be relevant anymore because we are a once a month podcast and we talk about them like they matter this is the headline segment um i'm gonna go first because uh i was alluding to this in my in my predictions i'm talking about konami making a comeback konami obviously had their big um silent hill feature where they they announced i think it was five different silent hill games and now they're talking about doing more and more i'm making a prediction that metal gear is going to be coming back i think one of the producers from the metal gear series has made comments that this year is going to be a year of 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 major comebacks there's a lot of uh rumors about a metal gear remake i want to know what you guys want other than those two games what would you like to see konami reintroduce into the world they've got a lot of great franchises frogger I'm pretty sure Konami owns Frogger. Uh, we've got Contra, Castlevania. Are you guys Konami fans? I am, but for the ones that you already have listed, um, yeah. Obviously, we did a whole, we did the one and two replay of Metal Gear, uh, like I guess two years ago now. Whenever that was, not a big Yu-Gi-Oh fan. Not a big Yu-Gi-Oh fan. Um, Metal Gear, would love to see come back. We've already discussed my thoughts on bringing Metal Gear back without without uh, Kojima, but I. I I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't think they should, but I'm curious to see what they do in relates to, to Metal Gear beyond the what I believe to be inevitable Blue Point remakes. Um, Castlevania, I'm a fan of. I'm a, I'm a big uh, Castlevania fan. Silent Hill couldn't give two flying fucks about. I, I don't give a shit about that series for reasons that everybody who knows me understands. Contra, I am a huge Contra fan. Contra One, Contra Two, Contra Three, Alien Wars. Love, love Contra. Um, the original Contra on NES. Um, was growing up my favorite childhood 
game. My brother and I would put that on. And Sans Konami Code beat that game fairly regularly. Um, they could love. make such an awesome Contra game, couldn't they? They they've it, tried. They made awesome. they've 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 made a few in semi recent years. They made one for mobile. They they made one on the PS3. I think it was. Um, maybe maybe there was one made on the PS4. I think it was PS3 though. And it didn't really stick. Um, they went in a weird direction with it. Um, I Konami's got a lot of great franchises. Um, um, I, I would like to, what I would like to see Konami do is, yes, they've got these storied franchises and they should absolutely bring some of them back. What is, what is a new, what does new Konami look like? Mm -hmm. What is, give, give us a brand new thing. You talk about Metal Gear making a comeback. Do one, do something in that vein, but let it be new, right? In, in lieu of bringing David Hayter back and shooting, uh, Kojima, uh, again, uh, Give us your take on something in that vein. Um, Castlevania, they should absolutely just bring back. Um, but also, a new... I love remakes. I love bringing stuff back. I also love new IPs. And Konami has been... They've got their franchises, but give us something new. A brand you want, you want new... want to see something new, yeah. I want, a, I want a brand new something new. I want them to pick up... Know what Konami can do? Let Konami pick up where Ubisoft has failed, right? You talk about Metal Gear, Ubisoft has dropped the ball with Splinter Cell. Hard. Fucking True. hard. True. Let Konami do a Splinter Cell-esque game, Metal Gear-esque, right? Those franchises are not super dissimilar. One's more, you know, far-fetched, one's more, more grounded in reality. But do a, a, a you know, a Splinter Cell-esque, Metal Gear-esque game, new I hope. Yeah, I, I hope would stealth fucking action love that. Are you kidding me? I hope stealth action isn't dead. Like I really, I really. I hope do. it's not. Blacklist is one of my favorite Splinter Cell oh, games. Fantastic. I love, love that game. Where the so, hell? I, I, I don't want to, you know, get on Ubisoft, but let Konami take a crack at that, at that genre. Metal Gear is close, but it's also, it's stealth action, but it's not right compared to like a Splinter Cell. Give me, give me a Konami version of that. If not doing Metal Gear directly, give me a. Something in that vein. I would love it. Love it. Konami is on a comeback. It surprised mm -hmm. me that that Silent Hill that they that they announced so much of a push behind it um, all at once. For those who are Patreon supporters, Megadads Plus, this week we have information about Silent Hill as well. There are actually even more titles coming than what we heard about, than the four that were announced recently that, that are in development. So it's like a whole slew of Silent Hill. But Castlevania, spoiler alert, is already coming back as a franchise. You have the Netflix series that was received fairly well. And uh, Netflix was actually, I think, renewed for at least uh, a second season, if I'm not mistaken. And then the Advanced Collection, another collection was released last year or two years ago in 2001. So there have been rumblings of Castlevania, and the reason that it's most likely going to see another attempt is Metroidvanias are incredibly popular these days. Castleroids, so, fuck you. Castleroids are incredibly, <laughs> incredibly popular these days. So it only makes sense that Konami would continue the Castlevania launch again and take their own crack at it. It would take some innovation because in many ways it is kind I of I think flooded. that's key. I think yep. Castlevania should not go to Lord, the Lords of Shadow route where it's 3D action 
but should do the 2D, but like you have to make it pristine. You do have to do a um, very impressive job. Maybe that's not the pixels. Maybe it goes to a, um, I forget the name of it, but there's like, you know, like a 3D rendered, but on a 2D plane uh, style that you could go. But the music has to be amazing. The atmosphere has to be amazing. And you have to nail the sense of exploration and wonder that uh, Castle Roids, Metrovanias do. Um, and I, I think, think that it could happen. I think the most interesting thing about Konami coming back is kind of like how they've introduced that they're doing it. Like they haven't made a, a, a real franchise game in forever. And we don't know if they have the talent anymore. So they came back with Silent Hill and they're like, we're coming back with Silent Hill and we're farming it out to all these really acclaimed developers. I think that's cool because I think that that creates new artistic impressions of what those series are. Yeah. And I think the way, you know, Birdo is saying do something Metal Gear like, but it, but don't have it be tied necessarily to what Metal Gear has always been. I think if they can bring in and partner with all these outside studios, we could get such unique takes on what a Castlevania could be. I mean, you see Castlevania is crossing over with Dead Cells right now. Do shit like that. Get that development team to make a full-fledged Castlevania game. So it it harkens back Whoa. to what people love about the series, but it's a new perspective and, and it injects new blood and new flavor into it. So it's not just clutching to the nostalgia. That's it can be good, both old yeah. and new at the same time. Dead Cells is a good example of how you do a spin on the art style, right? It's like, which way do you go? From a, a, the classic Castlevania, it's pixels, but it's like, pixels plus you know it's 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 done in a very unique way so i agree that you know maybe maybe farming it out castlevania comes back looking fresher and impressing birdo let's go with your story right here we're, we're sticking in the realm of both final fantasy and also old franchises that continue to thrive and come back and reinvigorate themselves what do we want to talk about here so yeah, um, the other week I think it was because again this is this is relevant to right now because we're current. Uh, Square had teased they they posted on on, on Twitter and, and everywhere else that they had uh, an announcement to make as relates to the Final Fantasy series. Uh, they they I don't think they specified that it I don't think it's anything to do with seven, um, but they said hey we've got something big an, an announcement to make regarding Final Fantasy. Um, 25th anniversary Final Fantasy 7, 30th, 30th anniversary for Final Fantasy as a whole, 35th. I think it's 35th. Marathon, 35th anniversary Final Fantasy as a whole. We obviously know that you know they just released Crisis Core. Um, 16 is coming out later this year. Um, maybe we get 7 Remake Part 2 at the end of the year. Pixel um, Remasters coming to console. Pixel Remasters are coming to, to console. So we know about all these things. They've told us this. So what do they have... What's the announcement? What's the what's the big announcement that they have? And I kind of just want to bounce ideas off of you guys or ask you guys because I don't have I don't have thoughts of my own. I'm not original. What do you, Adam? You're like you're you're a big huge Final Fantasy fan. I th I think between of the three of us, you have the most history with this franchise. What do you think Square's got up 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 their sleeve that they could be teasing? Do you think it's DLC relating to one of the things? Do you think it's a new uh, thing? Do you think I, it's some kind of collection? A collection maybe what do you what are you thinking with square enix right now it could be anything because mm -hmm. they're they are 
bringing back old stuff. They're introducing new stuff. They're into fucking blockchain and NFT shit. They do a ton of mobile stuff. Mm-hmm. When I think big announcements in regards to Final Fantasy, it's obviously not a new mainline game because the next Can't one be. isn't out yet. It's, yep. They've said it's not seven re- related. I'm yep. wondering if they're going to bring in a new tactics. Because I think Ooh. that's the other game that people Naramba. really have a lot of affection for that has been dormant for a long time. I wonder, and they just released the Tactics Ogre. Is the Tactics <laughs> Ogre um, remake? I wonder if we're not going to get a new Final Fantasy Tactics. Are there, I know Tactics is a spinoff of the Final, and I, I've, I've never, this is another one of those things that I haven't played that uh, I'll, I'm planning to bring into my gaming library for, for, for this year on, on stream. Um, so that'll be, that's on my bucket list of things to play. How many tactics games are there? Is it just one or two? Or is there a I whole bunch of those tactics? I think it's two. I think there was the two? original one on PS1, and I think there was a Game Boy Advance one. What a I've big actually, announcement. I've never played this. I've never played these games. Gotcha. What a big announcement. Let's say it's, let's say it's tactics related, um, which as you may, it, it could be. If it's not seven, and it clearly can't be a new game in the mainline series because 16 is not out yet. They're not going to you know do two of those. Um, do you think they would do tactics potentially one and two, if, the, if that's how many there are, um, in the Pixel remaster, and that would be the announcement, hey, we're going to bring these two games back? No. Or would it be, we're going to make a new tactics game and then maybe also make one and two available on, hey, listen, we're going to port one and two as they are to current-gen consoles, to the Switch, to the PS4, to the, uh, to the 5, Look, to I, whatever. I know exactly what they're doing. Do you want to know? You know exactly what they're doing? You yeah. work Is it going to be on the new Nintendo oh, console? Yes. Okay. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Adam, Adam, are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Hit me. I like your ideas. Final Fantasy Tactics. HD 2D art style. Just like the Triangle Strategy Live Alive stuff. In PSVR 2. Oh, my God. He just died. Mabel! Mabel, get the mop! <laughs> so before that, you have a menti b no that wouldn't cause a menti b that would cause an erection <laughs> <laughs> that the, the people don't understand how good the top down on a 2d hd 2d like would look in vr they just don't get it i can't even imagine it and, you're right and when you do it it's gonna be fantastic because there are rts games on vr systems that are incredible experiences. It's such a cool thing to see. And when you do like a clouds forming and then a lightning bolt coming down on a character in HD 2D, you're gonna fucking freak. You're gonna have summons. You're gonna have magic. You're gonna have character models that you can zoom in on and see. This whole episode is Antonio talking about things that I can never have that I really, really, really want. Welcome to 2023, Adam. It's a new year. Are there summons in the tactics spinoff? Gotta you know? be. Summons are uh, just no integral. I have, no they're, they're... I have no idea what the tactics game is. There's magic. Are. There are defi- there's yeah. definitely magic. I do not recall. I don't magic. think there's any Final Fantasy without like Ifrit and Shiva and Bahamut. Sure, They've sure, gotta be sure. In there somehow. It's been a while since I've played. They tactics. would make more the what, what you're saying, Tony, with the HD two the was HD two D yeah. visual that they use for the for the whatever game. Love that shit. Um, Everybody does. It's it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. I would I would love I would love that. But they would but again, I would say you remake one and two with that visual and then you make the three 
and I suppose Dude, you could make it thing. available in PSVR, but well, that's not where it would be. They would just be released that limited edition Final Fantasy collection where it's all, it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, like all the way to six uh, in a nice like package and it was limited edition it is that separate from the pixel remasters is that separate from those yes this was oh, okay this was a brand new bundle mm. talk amongst yourself he's I, gonna go no, verify I, and make sure he's not he's talking out of his ass no, yeah. which he does <laughs> regularly i uh, i would love that i think i think yeah. the more i think i think the more reasonable thing would be uh like a remaster of the original ps1 game mm -hmm. but um fuck i would love a vr one give me that me that all Jesus. day long. Here we go. It is okay. The he's found it. Final, Final Fantasy one through six, Pixel Remaster, thirty fifth anniversary edition, and it comes with uh like an actual vinyls. Can I tell you how much I hovered over the buy button on that you thing? You should have. It's unavailable was like now. Five hundred bucks. You fucked up. Are you shitting me? It was. Ridiculous how Why expensive it, it was. What does it come with besides the game? It comes the with a whole bunch it of stuff, art books and vinyl soundtracks. Two and vinyls, there. art book, yeah, an that. anniversary box. It looks beautiful. It's just gorgeous. Little yeah. pixel. But not $500 gorgeous. Not $500 uh, gorgeous. No. It, it would be missing a, uh, a couple statues. They just have these, like, pins. Um, it is it, wild to me that we have Final Fantasy as important as it ever was. Resident Evil coming back as important as it ever was. Like all of these old franchises coming, just roaring back, being so important. I think it's cool. I think it's cool for old farts like us who, you know, played mm -hmm. this shit growing up to see it so, you know, important and prevalent in the video game industry. Um, Antonio has a really cool story that he wants to talk about that I was super excited about. Okay, so there was news at CES uh, this week and also PlayStation had come out and talked more about PSVR 2, which I'm sure is going to be a raging success. It's Gran Turismo... <laughs> Gran Turismo... Don't have a Menti B. Gran Turismo... Gran Turismo 7 is going to get a free VR update in time for the release of PSVR 2 on February 22nd. Uh, Jim Ryan also talked more about 30 games being available in the launch window for PSVR 2, but didn't say how long the window is, which basically is a Jim Ryan patented uh, edition lie. And then Beat, Sa <laughs> Beat Saber is coming to PSVR 2 uh, at some point in the future. I'm very surprised that that didn't make launch Beat Saber. I mean, anyway. I think that's really interesting that that game is coming to PSVR 2, it's... considering that that studio was bought by Meta. It's going to be an interesting uh, run in the beginning of this because I think that it's going to be quality experiences. And anyone that you know who has a, a deep into VR takes advantage of the racing experience on VR. They will get a you know headset, they will get a steering wheel, and they will just go to town like with a force feedback wheel and get that amazing racing experience in VR. So now that Gran Turismo 7 is getting you know, uh, support, it's going to be, it, it's a big one, right? It's, it's a crowning achievement. There are gearheads out there who are going to say, I need this, you know, that's going to set, that's a system seller for that niche, um, realistic racer in VR people. If you look, uh, have a good time, uh, YouTube or Reddit, the, uh, these people who have their rigs set up like that, it is 
crazy. Some some of them don't use VR. Some of them use like big screens in front of them, but um, they're in there. People are out there doing, doing realistic sim racing. It's so wild to me how fucking um, fractured Sony's messaging and and initiative is on PSVR 2, where it's like you get some games that have free upgrades like Gran Turismo 7 and Resident Evil 8, but there's no backwards compatibility. And then there's other games that you have to buy complete new editions like Moss. You ha- you're just going to have to rebuy Moss. Uh, it's so weird. Like, how is there no unity in just, you know, it, you know, it's like the free updates from PS4 to PS5 kind of thing, you know? It's just the way that they handle this kind of stuff where there's no one way, this is how we're going to do it. Microsoft is just like, this is the way it is. For every game, for every service, for everything, it just works. Have fun. PlayStation has so many different facets and some shit works and some shit doesn't. You got to make sure you check this spreadsheet to know which games are going to be able to play. These ones you're going to be able to re-download with the free upgrade, but these ones you're going to have to completely rebuy. It's it's messy and Adam, sloppy you know, and it just sucks. You know what the right way is to do something like this where you want to have good quick experiences and have people try them and you know not invest too much money and just get big adoption because adoption is going to be very important and a large library is very important do you know what you know what you need you need game pass you need psvr2 version of game pass where psvr2 on playstation plus yeah should be a thing you have a you know call it because they're greedy probably like 25 dollars a month and now you get, you know, first party P- PlayStation games, you know, or are these games, their experiences, I don't care if they are eight hours, they're, they're just not the same as a full video game in my opinion. But anyway, we'll see how, the, we'll see how Horizon is. We'll see how Horizon is, how they do it. There are plenty of full, full games. There are plenty are of experiences there, as well. Yeah. yeah. No, there are more experiences. I would say something like a Beat Saber or a mini game thing or a board game thing or like something like a Demio is, uh, uh, that's the like D&D top-down board game. I think all these things and VR is meant to be um, consumed in an, in an hour sitting max. And then, you know, you're in for 20 minutes and then you're, you're out. I think that's a misnomer, though. I think that just because there are short games on VR doesn't mean that it's because they're on VR. You'd look at a game like, um, what's the cooking one? Overcooked. That's a game that you can play in short bursts. That's not on VR. They're just games that are like that. I mean, you have full-fledged games like Blood and Truth. That's a full-ass first-person shooter game with a campaign and a story. You know, it's just as long as any other one. Um, I think, think VR fatigue th- is a thing is what I'm saying. So it's like, usually things are smaller in scale and scope. You're not going to be playing a 300 hour JRPG. Right. No, no, of course not. Yeah. Unless it's Final Fantasy Tactics HD 2D. Uh, yeah. On the PSVR 2, then I'm going to be in there until they pull me out with a corpse. Cause I stopped eating. Well, I'm going to be reporting big time on VR next month. PlayStation VR 2 launches at the end of February. I've got got mine on pre-order. You got it? Um, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm getting it. You put those bones down? I put that money down, bitch. I am all in. So I will be having tons of coverage as soon as that thing launches. And, of course, I'll be reporting on it on the March episode of Mega Dad's Live. That'll be all my games, man. All VR for me. Nice. Hey, question. 
Mm-hmm. When did when did Gran Turismo release? I didn't know that fucking game was out. When Came did out Gran Turismo Seven? Gran Turismo Seven's been out for a fucking year. Yeah, it's like it's it's on sale right now. It's like thirty five bucks. Jesus I think. Christ. I, I didn't know the game. Was, I thought it was still being. I had no idea it was released. I had no fucking clue. It did, I didn't it say didn't a fucking make thing. major <laughs> waves. It got good reviews, but not major waves. Similar even to Forza, it's like a known quantity um, racing is niche type thing. And and I can't like, get into Gran Turismo. It's 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 the sim versus arcade kind of yeah. argument. I I can't do GT because Horizon it's the, it's got them beat. It's the sim. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's just funner. Generally. It's my I'd, number four yep. most played game on my on my calendar really? countdown you're, you're, thing this year. You're now. a big uh, racing sim guy, or just it's just you know, happened I to be wasn't I wasn't sure if I was gonna like this game, um, but I it really it's the most accessible out of all of them. They do a lot of quality of life things to ease the challenge of of that sim aspect. You can kind of fine tune how much you want the the. Uh, aim, not aim assist, but like steer assist and auto sure, braking sure. and things like that. There are lots of different quality of life implementations in this version of Gran Turismo that kind of get it over that hump of what a sim game usually is with its oppressive, you have to be perfect kind of thing. You have to drive on mm-hmm. the line. I really, I really enjoyed it, and I'm super excited for this VR. I'm gonna, did you, I'm gonna be. Did you ever big discuss time into that. GT, uh, Gran Turismo Seven on MDL? I could have. I did. That. Okay, I did. so oh, we need a, a VR re-review from you. In, yeah, in my there. co-host at the time didn't give a fuck about anything <laughs> I had to say. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I covered it, um, and I will be covering it more. So, very Perfect. excited. All right, we're going to take another break. We're going to throw it to JB with the Discord leaderboard, and then we're going to wrap this bitch up. We'll be right back. It's time for another edition of Discord leaderboard. At the Megadads Discord, we have a bot that tracks how much each member posts. And every month, I tally those numbers up to determine our most active members. For this month, those members are... In third place, Laffer. In second place, Ryan S. And in first place, Petey McD, a.k.a. Wookie. And our most active Megadads team member is... Birdo. All post counts have been reset as of the first of the month, so get out there, get posting about Waluigi, and maybe next month you can be on the Discord leaderboard. That's it. We've reached the end of this episode of Megadads Live, but the fun doesn't stop when the podcast does. We have so much, so much coming this month here at Megadads. Birdo, Nick... Birdo Nick? Holy shit. Nick. Look at these old notes I got right here. Hold on. I'm going to erase that. Erase I'll be that. Nick. Birdo. It's not this month. This is Nick joining us. <laughs> you don't sound de- you don't, you're not depressed enough. Going to do another dad flicks. Talk about you're, not, about you're not quiet enough, and, and you're here I'm talking to me, talk so about, you can't be Nick. Birdo, Antonio, thank you guys for joining me for this episode. Do you guys have anything exciting happening this month? Or Mega Dad's content that you want to share, that you want to talk about in the month of January. In no, the month of but we January, will, but we will have a big to do in February. Mm. Um, so I'll just I'll just tease my return to you people seeing my lovely face soon. So more to come. More that lovely shaven to... face. I don't Clean, know about shaven, that. baby um, ass smooth. I don't know about baby ass smooth, but stream team is back. Stream definitely team. a face. Yeah. 
Definitely a face on on a camera. Can I real quick? I know we're supposed to wrap things up. Can I just ad ad admire your very Ron Burgundy Ron Burgundy esque method of reading what's on the prompter, not giving a fuck that it was wrong? <laughs> I was into it, man. I was into it. I'm a dude. I'm a dude who who typically just goes off cuff. Like I don't I'm, like to I'm have writing, a lot of script I'm writing stuff. obscenities in the script next month. But, uh, <laughs> See if you pick up on it, I'll, I'll totally read it. But I'm I'm this whole hosting and steering the ship is new and it's hard. It is not something that I ever saw myself doing, but actually guiding the show and the formula and the format. If I didn't have this bullet point structure, this whole fucking thing would be a disaster. Um, so, yes, I will read anything you put on there as Antonio awesome. smirks because he's probably <laughs> typing shit in there right now. But stream team is back. Stream yes. team. It's coming. Oh, I'm excited. Very excited. Uh, details to follow over the course of this month, of course. And then uh, you will see me next month. So keep. I'm so keep. excited. Oh, I'm yes. happy you're back. Uh, me, th aw, thank you. Me too. I and and Nick, I'm, I I'm glad to be here with you as well. Uh, I'm so glad that we're, we're here. It's good. It's, it's oh, good. it's Nick. Nick. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> you all want to uh, talk to me about. Games, you'll have to turn off. I love this. This is a joke that the three of us get. <laughs> turn up the volume because that's the only way you'll be able to. <laughs> I, I'm getting better as I practice next next thing. Okay, that's so good. My we don't thing, even need him anymore. I think I'm gonna fire him. My thing to plug. <laughs> my thing to plug is the Megadads Patreon supporters are part of the Megadads Plus program. That's what we call it. And we want to thank each and every one of you. And I am putting a weekly five-minute podcast out for all of you exclusively. So log into Patreon and take a look at that content. It's really fun. I try to say, you know what? How do I make everyone's life better? Give them a laugh and, you know, five minutes or less. And it's going really well. We just had our second episode, which has, uh, we introduced a new member of Team Megadads, uh, a new correspondent. So it's really really a good time so check that out you can be a mega dads plus member by uh, supporting us with just one dollar one dollar a month just go to patreon mega dads one dollar we really appreciate it those dollars add up don't they adam and for a penny they, they they add up a very little bit which is good because i i can't do a lot of math so we got to keep those numbers low. it's how it's how we afford the yogurt it's uh can i just say that i am always shocked anytime antonio does something outside Anything? of the Outside of the podcast, mm -hmm. I'm always like, how and why does he put so much fucking effort in? Like, the Santa bit for the holiday Jesus special, Christ. I'm like, you got your wife to to do a body cam chase down your street as you're dressed in full Santa gear. And then, like, the whole bit of you in the prison and then your your podcast with the, the new characters and your editing in clips of me and Berto, like, we're actually there with you. I can't even imagine. You probably put, like, five hours into this five-minute podcast. It <laughs> shines. It fucking shines. But mm -hmm. also, maybe you need to do a little the balancing of, you know, time versus return of, of investment kind of thing. Because Jesus Christ, dude, yeah. you're doing a great job. Love yeah. you for it. Just don't try so fucking hard, man. Like, I feel bad. It's like my father <laughs> always said, go big or get the hell out of my face. And with that, it's the caboose.
the end of the show where we each bring a recommendation for something that we think that you should uh, partake in or we think you might enjoy outside of the world of video games. I'll go first. I'll go first. Give you guys a chance to think. Uh, my family and I just watched both of the Daddy's Home movies, which I, mm-hmm. Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, I'd seen the first one a long time ago. Uh, probably has some, you know, suggestive language that I shouldn't be, you know, involving my kids in, but fucking hilarious. We watched the second one last night, and first I'm like, okay, this has Mel Gibson in it, so I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about this, Uh, but he plays a complete asshole throughout the whole movie, so I felt a little bit better about it. That fucking movie is hilarious. These movies are really, really good. Uh, I'm a sucker for Will Ferrell. I will will watch pretty much anything he's in, give it a shot, but uh, him and Mark Wahlberg, that's a great duo, and these movies are hilarious. We watched them. They're on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, we streamed them both over the holidays. And it was a Christmas movie, so it was good to to watch in this time. Uh, Daddy's Home and Daddy's Home 2. And you get to see Will Ferrell uh, full-on mouth kiss John Lithgow, which is... Oh, my God. A good yep. time. Good, good time. Those are those are excellent movies. Uh, great, They're great. Great recommendation. They're great recommendation. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in. I've got... Uh, I have one and a half recommendations. Um, as evidenced by every ap- uh, appearance I have in this podcast, I'm never with the times. I'm always kind of behind by by several months or years. Um, so I am watching for the first time Lost. Yes. Um, for the first time ever. I am on season one. I have learned that these are very long seasons, 25 episodes at least in, epi- in season one. I'm on uh, episode uh, 10, I think. Uh, I- I'm late to the party as ever. Um, but this show, 10 episodes in, very good, very intriguing. Um, so if you, like me, just haven't watched it or try to jump in, that was my mistake the first time. I tried to jump in at like season three. Can't do it. Have to. It's not like I, I said last month I was watching 90s sitcoms. I was watching Friends. You can watch Friends in any order at any time and it's, and it's fine. Lost, you can't do that shit. So I tried mm-hmm. to jump in a couple of years ago and I jumped in at like season three or whatever a friend was watching. And, and I was like, mm, not for me. Starting from the beginning, Lost, very, very good. I do recommend it. Again, I'm like, what, 10 years late or something like that? Lost has been done for a long, long time. Um, so I recommend that. Also, I, I mentioned a lot that I listen to a lot of audiobooks. I like I like to read, but I don't have time to read, so I do audiobooks. It's just easier for me to do in the, in the commute. And um, recently, I think it was last month, it might be a little bit old at this point now, maybe two months old, Matthew Perry of Friends uh, released a, a memoir of mm. his time on on friends and his battle with addiction his lifelong battle with addiction and sobriety and and his recovery and whatnot and his hatred and, of keanu reeves and his hatred of keanu reeves he does not like this man did you know about this did you read did you have you heard or read or you knew about this separately or how do I you just, know that i just heard the anecdote that he said some he made some sort of comment about why is keanu reeves alive so he made <laughs> so he makes comments about other actors who we've lost over over the years, um, actors that he considers good actors and close and, and close friends and people who have gone through you know other health issues and his responses and people like fucking Keanu Reeves are still walking among us. So apparently he's got beef with Keanu Reeves. Dude, Keanu Reeves this, is awesome. What the fuck is, is this? This book, the angel. Listen. <laughs> And I think the same thing about Matthew Perry, despite the the rampant drug use. Um, Matthew Perry's a this piece of book, shit. Listen, this book, <laughs> um, he call, it's it's called Friends, Lovers, and the and the uh, I think it's the big the horrible bad thing or whatever. And he alludes to the horrible bad thing is his addiction. That is his horrible bad 
thing, drugs and, and, and his battle to, to stay, to stay clean. Um, I don't have a drug issue. I don't have like, I'm not, I'm not doing, uh, at 1.55 Vicodins a day is what he was topping Good out Lord. at. Lord. Yes. Uh, he was dead twice, I think. Um, so I don't have an addiction problem. I don't have a drinking problem. I don't have a whatever, but we all have demons. Everybody has demons that, that most people don't know about. I have mine and I'm sure you guys have whatever it is that you guys, uh, Antonio's off. kid has a serious uh, <laughs> heroin, heroin problem. Addiction. Um, but listening to somebody come out and basically just lay it all out, no holds barred, you know, quite literally an open book, um, is at the end, at, at the end of it, um, it was, I, I don't want to say eye opening or even inspirational because I, I don't think that's the right word or, or phrase to use, but it was a book that really hit me hearing this person just kind of say, listen, these are my demons and here's what they they did to my life and here's how my life was affected by them and here's how over the course of 40 years of fighting these things how i've here i am at the other side of it and doing what i'm doing now and have my own i, I mean like i said i have my own personal demons um that i don't typically discuss that often and hearing that and listen you can go through 30 40 years of just complete total shit and and crap and be at your own personal lowest of lows and then be able to come out on top and and be functioning and be okay i i do recommend i, I think it's an excellent book if you're into audiobooks he narrates it himself um, oh wow okay that's uh, he cool. does he, he reads it he reads it himself uh, which i large. think makes it more impactful yeah. um to hear him tell his own story um it's an excellent book if you are a a fan of matthew perry fan of friends or just would like to hear really, really interesting. The whole nine story yards, maybe of the whole nine yards. Uh, and he talks. He talks. He talks about that. He talks about how some of those guest stars on Friends became to be guest stars through Matthew Perry and his movie stuff and and whatnot. Him partying with Bruce Willis uh, and 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 doing drugs with with other stars. Um, Fools Rush in is there. a good movie. Fools Rush in. Excellent movie. With um, Salman Hamid. Excellent movie. So do you I recommend it. I, I recommend the book highly. E good. Even if you're not a huge fan, recommend it. It's, it's good for him. And thank you for the recommendation. I, do you think that I should voice my do drugs? erotica? Should I narrate <gasps> with my yes. own voice? Because I've been farming it out. The you're audio is honest with you. Listen, the, to the be audio honest books with you, were not Tony, been with me. No. Okay. No, to be honest with you, I every time you get into that mood, I mute you immediately. Thank you. I'm gonna, counter, you I'm gonna counter that. I think you should do it mm. with the yogurt in your mouth. Oh, never mind. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio, what's your caboose? Antonio, what's your caboose? <laughs> uh, yeah, a little late to the game, but we watched Wednesday on Netflix, and it's Tim Burton uh, producing, I believe, and then just a bunch of people, you know, who are in his sphere and big big names coming back to try to do kind of a creepy uh kooky <laughs> uh, show and it's a take on just wednesday adams going to a school and dealing with like mystery and action there and it's uh really good i think it's really well done it's shot really well um there are a couple low lights but overall the performances are are great especially by the main character and um it's a uh, it's a page turner. We finished it all pretty quickly and they're doing a season two and it's uh, really good. I think it came around 
around October, if I'm not mistaken. So if I, think episode, it was, I think it, it came it's out like with a serialized uh, show or what? Uh, this is a episodic show on Netflix featuring Wednesday Adams, and it's kind of a adventure mystery, and it's expanding on the world. That's the most interesting part. Is like, how do you make a show? based on the Adams family and they do a really good job of uh, creating a world of what it would be like if the family um, were just part of a larger world where there's fantastical elements and, hmm. and and supernatural elements with the real world and it's not overdone and it's not underdone and then there's um, they just expand on like kind of the lore of Adams family a bit and then uh, aside from episode three in particular, the character is very in- entertaining and engaging. Uh, so it's it's really good. Check it out. There is a show based on the Adams Family. It's called The Adams Family, and it was a cartoon. <laughs> and I watched the shit out of it as a kid. I don't kid. watch you cartoons never... typically. I was a kid, fuckface. I'm just saying. And also, I, I watch cartoons now because I'm still a kid. I know. Fuckface. I know. Nicely done, Thanks, gentlemen. Everybody. That's going to do it for this month's episode of Mega Dads Live. Now, this month, I'm not going to read the script because I know Antonio's putting shit in the script, so I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to go off the cuff here. This month, we're doing our Game of the Year coverage. It's going to be starting January 16th, and it's going to be new videos every single day of different categories, different awards, and it all leads up to the Mega Dads Game of the Year on January 27th. Very exciting doing it differently this year. Normally we would do it right here in the podcast, but you know, that YouTube channel is growing so strong. We got a lot of momentum. We're going to put a lot of content and a lot of focus in there. So we'd love for you to come subscribe youtube.com slash mega dads. We got shit going all the time, dropping almost daily content on that YouTube channel. So we would love for you to see us there. Come visit us at megadads.org. Subscribe and become a plus member at patreon.com slash megadads. Follow us on all the social medias. We're the megadads everywhere. And we're so excited to get into this new year with you guys. Um, Antonio, not Will. Antonio, not Nick. Antonio, not Evan. Antonio and Birdo. Thank you guys for being my co-hosts, my my foils, my brothers here on Megadads Live. We're going to do Awesome shit this year. Hope you're ready. Yep. I am. Thank you so much, everybody. Happy New Year. Let's let's we're gonna get this year started. Thanks for being here. Bye guys. See you next month on Mega Dad's Live.